This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Um, the Bavarian almonds, I gotta say, because <laughs> when, you, when you walk into the Ralph, there is a distinct smell mm. that you know it's game night at the Ralph. Yep. And because the Bavarian almonds give this smell off when you come in the, the thing, so I... <laughs> Welcome back to Pucks in Deep, episode number 92. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman. And I'm your other co-host, James Murray. Connor, 92, we're, we're getting closer to that 100 yeah. mark. Um, two huge 99. guests this week. Um, yeah, yeah. 90, I'm excited. I'm excited. But uh, two huge guests this week. Um, as we get ready for our trip to Michigan, when when this episode will be released, it will be tomorrow, we'll be at Michigan, at the Yoast. Um, but yeah, two North Dakota guys this this week, and and Brad uh, Slossman and and uh, uh, Jason Blake. So um, a great episode ahead. Um, but what I mean, this past weekend was great for college hockey. I mean, yeah, a lot of good games. What what surprised a lot you the of teams most? moving around in the standings. I'll say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe just starting off with St. Cloud State. Ended yeah, up getting upset in overtime there to Omaha that moved things around a little bit. Not a huge upset. Omaha, a good team this right. year. Um, Top ten. But for Omaha missing as much as you know many players as they did this weekend, that was a huge win on the road. Tough place to play um, at the herd, but uh, they got it done, and it was in that in that sense, I guess, an upset. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like that propelled Michigan, obviously with the big sweep. I mean, the ECH bump it was kind of over before it started. Mm. Uh, tough <laughs> environment, also. I mean, go to Penn State to sweep them like that. Yeah, it wasn't even close either night. No, that's Maddie Veneers just. Cannot stop scoring for whatever reason. And, I mean, and Ken Ken's Johnson. Point, I mean, now tied for the, the lead in points with twenty. I mean, yeah, they're uh, they're legit. We've known it the whole year. So yeah, I mean, those teams are just going to keep. It's a game of musical chairs right now. It's, it's really the top is. top four. UMD bounces back one. I was at uh, the series with Colorado College on mm-hmm. Saturday night. They still haven't lost when I'm there. But yeah. I'll say, man, was that a snooze fest. Uh, yeah. One nothing. The only goal that was scored was in the shootout one time. Noah Cates stud. But, I mean, Fanti, Ryan Fanti, stud. But just goes to show how competitive the whole NCHC is, though. Anyone can win yeah. any given I mean, night. it was a tough. It was just pucks in deep going left and right. I, I Honestly, I loved it. People around me weren't so I, happy. I think they knew that you were in attendance. So, you know, yeah, they, they're like, the players at least got to show that they can get it in deep and rim it hard. High glass chips. I mean, Danny Waits, <laughs> our boy out there. Yeah. Shout out to him. Look, How did he look? Yeah. He was power play one. Oh, yeah. Love we'll to see our boy getting the, getting mm-hmm. the minutes. Him, uh, let's see, Gleason out there. That's on him, too. Obviously, another great student section it looked like. Yeah, oh, dude, they're they're getting after it. Yeah, yeah. Even even in that kind of environment, mm-hmm. see the students show up. So that was fun to see. Uh, UMD back to four. Mankato, I mean, just takes it to Bowling Green, like we called. Just, just felt bad for it. I yeah. mean, like it's, it's look at me. It's not your fault, Bowling Green. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. What can you do? <laughs> I mean, much, like you're coming much. off that loss. You're like, it's gonna, we're gonna get it. So yeah, Mankato showed up. They're back to number three. In the in the power rankings right now, and then you just go down the list. Quinnipiac had a big weekend. They did. They you know, did. They're getting both wins there. Um, UMass tough one against BU both nights. Had to go to OT. Lost one of them. Yep. Not yep. great. Not uh, great. Good for BU. They they needed a weekend. Yeah. Terriers. They got it. Yeah. Showing up. They frisky. Yeah. I, 
shout out to them. How about your beefs? How have we gotten this far? Not talking I, about I your beefs. They were, I was, was on the tip of my tongue, but a okay. uh, hell of a series sweep that obviously I called, got it right. But uh, on the road, a tough place to play with Seymour in the building, but they got it Dude, done. And that night, Benito? Benito. Hattie. Shout out. I mean, yeah, Benito. I got to give it to him. Yeah. Congrats, man. Um, Claps in here. Glad you got it, but uh, the Beavs got the, got the series. That's like the there. perfect result. It was. Honestly, I couldn't ask. I mean, maybe yeah. Benito like buries five next time. On maybe those, gets but, in a couple fights. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't what, see much of him I watched the games. Didn't see much of him. They, they got to put a little Seymour, more of him on the TV, but. They play better when he's passed out. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's just end it there. <laughs> um, but other than that, in college hockey, what other series do you think? stood out to you the most i'm gonna say this because you know i just love to see it colgate back in the wing i was just gonna say colgate yeah raiders are back they are you heard it here colgate's back they did lose saturday night uh got shut out union also Mm. big win for them but friday night that's what really matters colgate got that win column got that taste back in their mouth Mm -hmm. and i think they're gonna be hungry coming this weekend so yeah we'll get to the picks for that i think one 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 that we haven't touched on Obviously, one, one being Ohio State coming and beating Minnesota. They're coming back from three zip and winning that game. Yeah, a lot of fans upset that we didn't make a specific post about it. Yeah, but it, it can't win them all. Can't win them all. But I think Notre Dame was the most impressive team to me this weekend. Wisconsin had some big wins in the past weekends. Notre Dame came out and spanked them five to one. On, yeah, they took uh, care of business on the first night, and then what was the second night score? Three zero. So I mean, uh, and I won money on them this weekend. So you guys, thank you, <laughs> Notre Dame. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, other than that, uh, Cornell too. Beating RPI eleven to three. I felt bad. I yeah, mean, that was just a tough gun weekend show. for RPI. Those, yeah, you know, you, but that 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 shows me. I think Cornell it. was. They haven't really impressed me this this year so far. But that yeah, one that was, was their like, coming right, out powder. I mean, they they won. I forget who they beat Friday night too. They so that just a, a weekend sweep for them, which is big. Uh, another thing that I predicted this helped me. Our picks right now, James. You're lagging behind, my guy. It's, it's barely, early. barely. It's, it's so like by early. Three. It's it's early. It's early. But Denver taking care of business. They Western did. Michigan. That's a big that, sweep. That at was. Home. A, I don't know who to pick there, but uh, yeah, yeah, I it just out for felt good guys. about the boys. Uh, actually, I, I picked the split. What am I saying? But I did bet on them both nights because mm, okay. you know I like the flip flop. And uh, yeah, the piles are back, top ten in our yeah. rankings now they're, for a reason. They're, they're going to be there, and they're a tournament team this year. Right. So. As we talked to Brad Slossman in our interview later, um, he's talking. About, I mean, like every the top six in the NCHC, mm-hmm. all tournament teams. I think they're all top thirteen right now in the USCHO rankings. Like they're yeah. going to be there no matter what. Yeah, so. Sorry, Miami, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, <laughs> yeah. any any team can make. Sorry, it. CC, <laughs> CC. Yeah, I mean, still love you guys. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Atlantic, another gritty weekend out of the Atlantic this this weekend. We got to touch on them a little bit here. You got to give them some, some yeah. love. Um, Army. I, I was just going to say Army. They, they look good. Kind of love their when they wear their blacks. They're just clean. Yeah. The jerseys are clean. For sure. Um, I mean, their goalie. I mean, how do you re- go from Trev to another guy who's just lighting it up? A, a gritty week um, from Mercyhurst, Holy Cross, a split. I mean, it just it's always a split, like you said last weekend. Um, and then you got Air, Air Force Bentley <laughs> splitting, and then they go to a shootout RIT, too. Canisius uh, swept RIT. I was uh, that did surprise me. I thought RIT would get one, maybe a sweep there. I think I picked RIT sweep, but mm. um, yeah. So yeah, let me get a quick go back to to Army here. Gavin Abrick, get it right, got it right. That's Boom. our guy. That's our guy. And also, I'm just seeing this Billick, yeah. scoreboard. Yeah, he's Geno's. On yeah, he's, you love to see that. So shout out to our guy Colin, Coach Riley, Coach of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of it? Yep. Uh, yeah. So big weekend for them. Are we missing anything else? Northern Michigan, are. Michigan Tech. We got to touch on that. It was okay. packed, scrappy series. Yeah, it was. It was a scrappy series. It always is. It's always packed at both barns. Um, that was good. But to see that the Barry Vent Center just packed at Northern. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite. We talked about big rivalries with, with Brad tonight, but that's another one that's got to be thrown up there. Oh, oh, we already did touch on Quinnipiac. Yeah, we, we just want to mention yeah. Arizona State. Can't wait till they get back home. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a team that they perform at. They haven't yet to really get it done on the road. Uh, they know how to score. Yeah. But obviously, Quinnipiac's a tough opponent, too. So not not rag, ragging on any of our guys over there. Love you, Jaywalks. Mm-hmm. Love you, Copper. Yeah. But, you know, just tough. 
Don Don's having a year for ASU. Don is having. I mean, they're putting up points. Yeah, like every single night. It's just they're. They'll get there. They'll get there. But I hope Don stays for for a while at college there because he's he's going to be ready one of these years here to go to the next level. So for sure. Ooh, one more thing. Who do we got? Who are we missing? Tough week for Harvard. We were so wrong on those two. I'm going to eat those. We 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 called them beating Northeastern. We called them. I think beating. They're going to come back. Clarkson. They're going to come back. Casey texted me today saying. He's coming back. The boys are coming back. <laughs> Casey, He'll be on the pod soon. Hey, get ready for Harvard. They're coming okay. back. We'll right. yeah. Love to hear that. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump into our picks for this upcoming week here. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our Atlantic friends out there. We are an Atlantic podcast. Everybody yeah, we knows are. That about us. We're yeah. in every conference, but especially the Atlantic. <laughs> so we're going to get three picks this week for Atlantic because we've been we've been hearing it. All right, first one. Bentley AIC. We're joking. <laughs> we're, we're going here. I'm going. All right, Bentley AIC. Yeah. AIC sweep. Wow. Okay. Yep. Tough okay. place to play. Tough place to play, <laughs> he says. I'm gonna Facts. go. I'm gonna go split here. I think AIC's back. Okay, Army at Niagara, also mm. a tough place to play. Mm. Army sweep. Wow, I'm also going split here again. I don't think either Soft. team's running away with it. So split. split. Okay. Last one. Canisius at Mercyhurst. I think you know what to do here. Canisius sweep. <laughs> I'm going Mercyhurst sweep here. All Bendy, right. Make up for it, buddy. Yeah, let's make go. Make up for it. I mean, I'm not, I love Bendy. Love the boys there. It's going to be a good series. All I right. think they go to shootout. This could be the difference maker in the standings at the end of this week. That yep. series right there. Okay. Um, where else are we going yeah, I'm now? I'm getting kind of reckless. We, I picked we, three straight sweeps. <laughs> hey, you might be right. And then you might be, who knows? It could be a perfect yeah. weekend for you. Um, I'm pretty nasty with it. Maine uh, Boston College is a big one. We're going to Hockey East here, but ooh. That's, that's always a game I like to watch. I mean, those, those teams have a lot I, of history there, but I'm going to go split. I think uh, is it is it a series? It's got to be. It's a series, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm go Maine. Obviously, what are they like? One win right now. Boston College basically is splitting with every team they play mm-hmm. against. You gonna split? Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go sweep away. BC. I think they need to sweep this one. Like they I do. said, like I said, you know, uh, we, again with Brad on the pod, um, that they, they got so much talent. Now is the time where the, their chemistry is finally building, and they're gonna sweep Maine. Okay. All right. Remains to be seen. Um, how about Northeastern BU? Ooh, that's a tough one. Heating up. That's a tough one. I'm going to go uh, oof, split there. I I think BU really needs to turn around. they got to get one out of this weekend, but Northeastern looks good so far this year. So I'm going to go Northeastern sweep. That's, that's a good pick. I wanted to go that, but I just got to say BU's got to come and get one here. All right. Shout out to... Uh, who are the guys that DM'd us? Shout out to Gunner Wolf Fontaine. You're going to pick against Gunner Wolf? Um, Sam Colangelo. Until we have him on the pod. You're, you're going to pick yes, against our I boys? Am. Until we have him on the pod. Yes, Okay. All right. A little sneak peek there. Um, UMD at North Dakota. Talk about, I mean, series of the freaking league. This is the one time I'm going to say split. That's fair. The That's one fair. time. Because yeah. it's at the Ralph. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to win there. I it mean, is. As your beeves found out, they still got one. I think UMD is going to get one. But, I mean, you start smelling those peanuts, as we talk about, mm. when you walk into the building. Those almonds. Sorry. Yeah, they mix it with, They're almonds. Man, that smell makes its way down to the ice, and that could be distracting. Yeah. Tough environment exactly. to play in. God, I'm really torn right now. Um, I'm going <sighs> to... What are you doing? God, I could go sweep either way. I could go split. Um, I think it's gonna be a great series. Like, I, this I, is I'm my go, series. I'm gonna go of the split week. with you. I just don't see any team sweep. They're both so good. You got to think it's gonna be one goal game split. Right. Yeah. Like I, I hope this is on. Like I'm, I'm so pumped to be in Michigan, Notre Dame, another series of the week. Yeah. Well, that's our. Last I kind of hope it's on in the Concord. You know. Yeah. Because like, I need to be checking in on this yeah, game. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Let's go. Michigan, Notre Dame. We're going. We're doing that pick right now. Yeah. We're going. This is the. Okay. Well, we're gonna be there. Um, it's a sweep. For the Michigan, yeah, Wolverines. I mean it's, it's it is a sweep, right? With the ECH in town, we are literally bringing the bump to you guys. If you guys don't get it done, you, you may, you'll be lucky, 
to hear your name called again. If you don't get it done, can they ever get it done? The bump's there. We're joining the children in the Yost. We're yeah. going to be kids at the Yost. I'm going to have a mustache. I really hope we can bleep this part out because we will be meeting with Adams and Karashek at the rink. So those guys are a yeah. little bit bigger than me. and um, Just a bit. Sorry, guys. But uh, hey, if, if they prove us wrong, all the more power to them. And it'd be huge for Notre Dame if they can pull out I mean, we're just, just giving a win them on the so road. much fuel. Adams jumps in our DMs right and away. And Karashek today, too. You do not want those yeah. guys in the corners or in your DMs. They were both there today. Um, it should be a great weekend. They both I think a lot of pucks. Notre Dame's going to give them a test, so that's that's for sure. It's going to be a great. It's series. just a tough place to play, and it's, yeah. you know Michigan knows they need they need to come up with a, with a sweep out of this weekend and get first in the Big Ten. Absolutely. All right, let's let's pick a couple more just because yeah, you know it's not? just let's that. Get around. Let's get around. All right, we Penn want... State at Minnesota. Mm, mm. So, um, I got split again here. I think uh, the Gophers just haven't impressed me. They just haven't. I'm going go for sweep. Okay, good. They need it, but I'm going to yeah. go split here. Okay, I, I like Penn, I like the Kevin Wall Copeland. They're they're producing right now. Um, I mean, they just got spanked by Michigan <laughs> both nights. Who hasn't got spanked by Michigan though? So I mean, that's fair. Yeah, okay. um, I think p- split. Okay, split. let's go Wisconsin, Michigan State. Let's just do the Big Round Ten. Round the Big Ten here. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say split on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go it's my um, first split. I think. No, you've had a couple or no, split, but yeah. UMD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, that one I'm, hurts. I hate doing it. <laughs> I'm also going split here. I don't think any team's gonna sweep here. It's too yeah. close. Too close. Too gritty. Yeah. Way too gritty. Way too gritty. This is a big one. Clarkson at Quinnipiac on Friday. I think Quinnipiac here, right? I'm going to go Clarkson. I'm, I don't think Clarkson? Clarkson's coming out with one here. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we got to pick because Quinn, Quinnipiac they fans have been in our shit. They have. When so we I'm don't glad you're picking them, but I'm going Clarkson. But I know. I'm saying I'm glad we're talking this weekend. About them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they got some love this pod as they deserve. We got to get, I mean, we're going to find a guest soon here. Quinnipiac's going to be coming on the pod in the yeah. next month. So we should get Chow. I kind of like, like me some Chow. But we got to get a guy that's been there. Okay, should for, we go Bong Giovanni? He's also nasty. I don't know. We'll, we'll, find, we'll find someone. There's options. Just draw a name out of a hat. They're all nasty. Smolanic so. again. Just a homie. <laughs> just a homie. <laughs> I'm down to hang out with Smolanic again. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's. I want to pick both Quinnipiac. So here I got the first one. St. Lawrence at Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac? Yep. Quinnipiac. All right. I don't. Now go to your Yale at Cornell. Yeah. Well, let's do Yale at Colgate the first night. Who do you got? Colgate. Colgate? Okay, yep. I'm going to go Yale. Um, second night, though, Yale against Cornell. Who do you got? I'm gonna go Cornell. Yeah, I mean, it's, Cornell. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, they put up 11 it's at Cornell. Yeah, I mean, line of faithful. Weekend. Also in our DMs. Uh, Brown versus Cornell. Also on, on Friday. There, who do you got? <laughs> Cornell's coming with two this weekend. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, me too. Shout out to our boy Jalen, though. <clears throat> yep. Uh, last Love last him. one that I want to touch on really is New Hampshire at UMass. Let's uh, go back to hockey east here. UMass sweep. Wow. I think they got to get right. It's a get right week. They always have trouble with BU. That's what at least that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, in the, in I'm the gonna give New Hampshire once. They're gonna split. Okay, New Hampshire will split this they're, weekend. They're feisty. They are feisty. Um, oh, how do we not touch on this one in the NCHC? Western at Saint or Saint Cloud at Western. Sorry. Oh God. Okay, so apologize everybody's been listening for this one, waiting for us to call it. Yeah. Um, Saint Cloud at Western. Yeah. I'm gonna say split. You're going split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Saint Cloud. Uh, there's no way they get swept at at that environment, but also Western after getting swept needs one. So I think both teams. They fight it out, one apiece. It's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, Westerns beat Michigan this year, and um, yeah, I don't know, but I got, I got St. Cloud uh, sweep this weekend. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go St. Cloud sweep, and wow, okay, yeah, power move. So Ethan Frank's gonna have four losses in a row. You think he's gonna allow that? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are. I think St. Cloud's coming out there. Not happy. Lost to Omaha. So, All right, Ethan. Yeah. If you're listening to this, is your boy Connor. I always have your back. So I was just seeing. I was with you, you, just not this weekend. All right. Okay. All right. Um. Let's do one more hockey East one. Sure. Go. Providence, Vermont. Ooh, I like at that. the gut. Are we riding gut here? I think we got to ride gut together after this. I'm not going gut sweep.
crazy. <laughs> Got sweet, baby. Wow. All right, split me. Catamounts are going. I'll give them one. Give All them right. a split. All right, so those are our picks. You heard it here, folks. And you can actually do the same thing, too. What I did last weekend, I bet on BC and won. Why That's can't you? so bold. Why can't you? Exactly. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> use promo code THPN. You're going to get a little bang for your buck there. Spread it around. Maybe you want to bet college hockey. Maybe you want to go college football. I mean, NFL, everything's yeah. up for grabs there at DraftKings. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. That's promo code THPN. And yeah, see what it can happen. Isn't that right, James? Yeah, absolutely. You're just going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets. Oof. If either team scores a goal this week, one puck in the net, nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. And now, Jason Blake. Now we welcome on a two-time Hobie Baker finalist, NCAA national champion with North Dakota, NHL all-star and Olympian, just all-around hockey legend, Jason Blake. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. No, pumped pump to Fired have us you. Here. And, uh, yes. Thanks for go. the introduction, too. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. I, had, I mean, it's not very often we get somebody with uh, you know, your pedigree. Usually it's just like, it's one thing. You know, <laughs> it's one thing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. all WCHA honors. Like, boom, hit them with it. Yeah, yeah. No, you, <laughs> you, you have quite the story, and uh, I know we're, we're thankful to have you on here. And uh, now, as well as, as, as your, your son's coming up and playing at North Dakota as well next year, so um, keeping that tradition going. But uh, how should we start this one off? I mean, it's there's yeah. I mean, we could start anywhere, so but uh, I mean, something I, I actually learned just doing a little bit of research is I didn't know that you started your college hockey career out at Ferris State. Mm. I think something that, you know, maybe not everybody knows when they look at your pedigree and just everything like, you know, how was your how did you land on Ferris State coming out of the U show there and then like make that transition? Just like, oh, you know, obviously you ended up in North Dakota. Great things happened. Yeah. What was that, you know, first part of your college hockey experience like? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, when I was in high school, I mean, you know, I played hockey during the wintertime and golf. It's not like it is now where it's almost 11 and a half months sport. Yeah, right. And I really wanted to play golf, to be honest with you. Um, I played for Morrow. I played in the state tournament back in 1990. 1990. <laughs> you guys probably weren't even born then. Nope, nope. Not yet. <laughs> um, so when I went to play junior in Waterloo, like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know coming from up north like that like I was a a good hockey player in high school maybe maybe above average up in Moorhead and in the surrounding area but if you put me down in Minneapolis I was probably just an average player at the time you know Mm -hmm. I wasn't anything special or great and so I decided to go play in the USHL Waterloo and first year was you know kind of a trying year it's the first year away from your mom and dad and First, first year away from home and not going to school. And, you know, the USHL is such a great development league and how much it's grown over the years and the teams that have come on. And it's they do a wonderful job. And back then there was only 10 teams. And I don't know, my second year, I just kind of took off and, and things were going really well. And I still kind of wanted to play golf. I mean, no one ever imagines himself playing in the NHL. Um, right. you know, for me, I was a smaller guy. I was fast, but I mean, I was small compared to, you know, the game has changed so much in the last five years, 10 years in the NHL. True. It wasn't all about speed back then. Like it is now, you know? Right. And, you know, I just never thought that hockey was the way 
the route that I could go. And, and Ferris State at the time, there was four programs in the country that offered the PGM program, Pro Golf Management Program. Mm. And um, to be a golf pro at a golf course or, you know, something to do in, in, in golf. And uh, so I kind of took that route and I committed there and great school, great people, great or great uh, college. And, mm-hmm. and they've done, they've done a really good job over the years. And, you know, I don't know. I just think things, things kind of went, you know, I made the all rookie team my first year in the CCHA and, at the time, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys know, I grew up in Grand Forks for 13 years. Yep. Yeah. So I had a lot of ties there. And I mean, that was my first choice to go to, but, you know, it just didn't work out that way. And and uh, when Dean Blaze got the, the job at North Dakota was my rookie year at first or my freshman year, I should say, not my rookie year. But, you know, and I don't know, it just kind of tied it kind of just turned for me, you know, um, I decided to come home, which was a, a tough thing to do. Cause I had to sit out a year yeah. back then. You don't have to sit out now. Right. Yeah. But, a lot you know, I, owe, I owe a lot of my career to, to Dean blaze and, um, uh, what he did for me and my career. I mean, he, it started with him. I, I would say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not credit to him. And, but, uh, you mentioned sitting out a year. Um, what's your take now? You know, you don't have to do that anymore. What's, what's your take on the transfer portal and do you like how players can dictate, you know, m- more where they can go now? Well, I do. And I don't, I, you know, and I don't fall in this category because I always feel if you commit to something, do it. Yeah. And, um, sure. I obviously walked away from Ferris state and it wasn't easy. Mm. Um, but I knew, for my hockey career, it'd probably be better if I went home and played for North Dakota. And, you know, I think if you're comfortable somewhere, whatever you're doing, I think you excel more or, or you're better off. Mm. And, and I don't know, I just went home and yeah, that, that year I sat out was an extremely tough year, but I learned a lot. Um, you know, what it takes to even play college hockey, yeah. Um, when I went to Ferris State, you know, I got a full ride and the PGM program at the time had a two year waiting list. And I said, I would go if I will accept the or whatever, you know, take the offer or, or come to Ferris State if I can get in the PGM program. Yeah, right. So they, they did a lot for me and I and I totally respected them. And I look back on it now. I wouldn't change the thing. I wouldn't even change it um, because it was a great experience to go there. Uh, first class coaches players um so i wouldn't change it i just going home was something that you know growing up as a kid my dad had season tickets to the fighting sioux you know in the 80s and stuff and we'd go to i'd go i'd either get to go friday or saturday because we didn't have enough tickets but um you know it was a dream it was a dream of mine always growing up to, to play for the fighting sioux Right. Well, it sounds like, I mean, you headed to Ferris State, like pursuing, you're like, I'm going to play hockey, but also I got golf in my back burner here. I'm going to be a golf pro. And then you have a, one good season at Ferris State and like all these doors start to open up and you're like, well, if I want to continue this hockey career, yeah. North Dakota, Dean Blaze is calling, you know, <laughs> like you can't really turn that down. And then it all works out. Also, you had to sit out a year. I mean, how painful is that? Like, are you practicing with the team? when that happens and then yeah i mean i practice with the team i do everything the team does except for play games and uh, except for the fun part (laughs) 
but the practice was my game sometimes <laughs> yeah yep. just to ask some guys but you know it, it's funny it's when i went in when i went to north dakota that first year um i was very fortunate because my father was very good friends with dean blaze when dean blaze he was an assistant there for years mm. um and my dad used to play pinochle with him all the time um and so he kind of took he took me under his wing i was like a son to him almost and and I remember I, I had several talks with him before the season started. And then even during the season, we'd always talk once or twice a week. And the, the, the thing that he, inst- that he kept telling me is like, this is going to go one way or the other. And you get to choose. You can work hard this year. And I know it's a long ways away, but you can be prepared to play for next year, or you can go the opposite direction and, and, you know, go to the bars or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just took his advice and I worked extremely hard that year. And that's kind of the first time I really lifted weights and ran and did all the things that the guys are doing now on a consistent basis. And even at a younger age or a really young age. And I just took that advice and I said, I mean, you get one shot, yeah, right. make it, make it, make it count. Yeah. Um, and that's, it kind of took off. I, I, it was the longest year, one of the longest years of my life, but it, it I mean, I can say now it paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, absolutely. <laughs> that went, paid off in the first season. I mean, yeah, your first season of eligibility with North Dakota, 1997, you guys win the whole th- damn thing. Yeah. I mean, how crazy was that? Just going from, like you said, like you're practicing, you're working your butt off for that moment. And then you guys just go on an absolute run there. Like talk about yeah. just how crazy yeah, that year I mean, was. Things just, you know, the funny thing is, and, and you guys have seen it, things just fall into place. And don't ask me why. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we weren't, you know, we weren't the team that, I'm not going to sit here and say we're not the team that should have won, but we probably weren't the best team. Mm-hmm. But things just kind of aligned, the stars aligned for us. And we had a great group of guys um, that showed, that, played well all year but had some big Matt Henderson from White Bear Lake was I think he was the MVP of the tournament just an outstanding person and player and we just had a bunch of guys that filled roles and did a great job with it and our goaltending was 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 awesome and I think the biggest thing if you look back I mean it's way uh, it's a long time ago but in 1997, that's when Michigan had that team that had like seven, right when the season was over, they had seven guys that signed with NHL contracts <laughs> oh, and yeah. they, you know, they got beat by Boston university. Mm-hmm. So if you look back, I mean, just things kind of aligned for us and not saying Boston university wasn't a tough game because it definitely was, but you know, playing Michigan would, I think would have been a lot tougher um, just because the, pedigree or the you know the guys they had on their team but i don't know we just we got her done it was a surprise and but it was the greatest surprise winning a championship at any level but winning a national championship the the first year you're there and something that hasn't been done for a while at north dakota and you know it was just something i'm so proud to be a part of and it it was just one of the greatest feelings ever i i remember i told dean blaze before I came there, I said, we're going to win a national championship. You can count on that. And Book it. I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen the first year, but it, it did. <laughs> and we just had a great group of guys. 
I, I also read up that was there like a massive flood that happened that same year like that it cut your celebration short like what was that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's gotta we, be brutal yeah <laughs> well it was good and bad because school got canceled like s- seven weeks earlier so <laughs> <laughs> there we go yeah they had, to, they had to give me all a's <laughs> but uh yeah we flew back from milwaukee and probably in within seven to ten days um the flood came well the flood came in a week but we were out of there in 10 days if not sooner um it was the 500 year flood and i'll never forget we as a team we are we all sandbagged people's homes and you know and we went over to uh one of the I don't know if he, I can't remember if he worked for the like UND or if he was a booster or something. We went to sandbag his house and we spent a lot of time there and we, we love doing it. And that's what UND is all about is community and our fans. And, and, um, yeah. shit, we were home in two hours and the house went under. So I Jeez. mean, it was a bad deal. Yeah. And, but yeah, it did cut our celebration short, but you know, we, we definitely, we had a lot of guys returning the following year. So we kind of got to enjoy it a little bit when we came back to school. Yeah. yeah. Talking championships though, you know, North Dakota again, won it in 2000. So right after you left there and then again uh, in 2016, but what does it mean to you to contribute to that, all those championships that they've won and now the historic culture that North, you know, Nodak has, you know, obviously the best fan base in college hockey, but what does it mean to contribute to that, with that championship in your time there? Well, it means everything. Cause it's something, you know, when, when you grow up, and, you know, I was just, I pro- it probably didn't, it wouldn't have meant as much if I didn't grow up in Grand Forks. Yeah, yeah. But it's something yeah. that I've, I mean, as a little kid, they actually have a picture of my brother and I, and I, I was probably like seven, my brother was nine or like eight and ten of us sitting at the glass with our leaning on the little ledge there, mm-hmm. watching the Take hockey game. In. And, and I mean, this is years back. I mean, it, it meant everything to me. It still does. I mean, I was just in Nashville a couple of weeks ago for the hall of fame thing. Um, and to see the following that UND has it, and has had over the, you know, they took over that stadium. The, the whole arena was green. <laughs> it was insane. An NHL arena, 10 hours away, more than, I don't know how far of a drive it is, but it's just packed with green jerseys. And right. that was, like, was, was a big I'm, retreat. I'm not kidding you guys. It was absolutely insane. I've never seen anything like it. I remember the day before I went, I had a friend that I grew up with in Grand Forks as a young kid. And I saw that on Facebook, she was there. And I and she said there was 5,000 people just walking in the streets with UND. And I'm like, that, you know, I thought that was kind of absurd. <laughs> and then I flew out the next day and got there. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> everybody's got green on and and it it was it just shows you that how proud and how much pride they have and how much how loyal or how loyal they are yeah to UND hockey and it's you know they do the same thing at NDSU football um you know we're, we're the only division 1 hockey school well now Bemidji's you know closer but yeah you know it's just the following they have and they love it and i didn't get a chance to play in the new rink which i mean i'm sure you guys have seen it it's outrageous yeah yeah, yeah. It's not bad probably the probably the nicest rink in the world um but it only seats eleven thousand people um if it seated 20 it'd be i don't know how many rinks are like that especially in college hockey i guess no. I, yeah. all, I guess but, like the big town like wisconsin plays in a basketball arena but it's they don't pack yeah, it doesn't come close. Not, <laughs> doesn't come close for sure it's right. just it, it, it's just something that 
you know, everybody wants to win, but when you win, when it's close to your heart, I mean, it, there's nothing better. And the guys that we had on, on the team were just, out, you know, awesome, awesome guys and awesome players. And we had so many good players back then. And, you know, if you look at just the background of UND hockey, the, the guys that have come out of there and, you know, had a chance to play in the NHL or whatever they chose to do, just good people. And, you know, one of my good buddies actually lives in Nashville now, David Hoogstein. You know, he, he, he was kind of one of those engines that drove the bus. You know, he had so much energy and just always happy and always laughing and always goofing around. But when it came down to the puck drop, and I mean, that guy, I, he was my line mate for basically the whole time I was in college. And it was just, I don't know, it was just something, it was so fun to be a part of. And it's something I'll take to my grave. I mean, I, I, I bleed green and white. You know, talk about like, Obviously, your time with North Dakota Special, and you, you played all four years of college hockey that you could. Like, what do you? What are your thoughts on players that you know are high NHL draft picks now taking one years, two years, maybe, and then going? Do you think they're leaving a little too early? Like, what would your, um, you know, recommendation I be? I think it's a per- personal preference. Mm, okay. The only thing I would the only thing I would say about it is don't hurry because you can never get it back. Yep, for sure. College. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for every college, but when you know UND going to college there is the funnest time of my life. Um, just from being in Grand Forks, just being around the people, being around your teammates. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. Um, it's don't ever be in a hurry to go because yeah. once you go, you can't go back, and there's no reason to go. Yep. Right. Um, Unless you're Connor McDavid in college, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm just saying, like, but it's a personal preference. Some guys, you know, you see, you see the money, and it, the but the, at the end of the day, the money's going to be there no matter what. Right. So, um, especially if you're a first round draft pick, and I understand. I mean, I I can't speak for other players um, or other families but i don't know i would i i would try to at least play two or three years because you you grow i mean you're so young when you're in college still and when you get to the nhl or even the hl i mean it's a man's game it's different i mean these guys are big strong and they can all play hockey and especially today's league i mean they all can skate they all can stick handle and they're big Yep. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like the pros, the pros can wait for you, but college hockey, like, yeah, you get your time and once you're well, done. It's, yeah. I mean, you get, you, it, it, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, playing NHL is a dream. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's what everybody aspires to do. I mean, it's everybody's goal and everybody's dream, but it, it's, a, it, it's a job. I mean, it's not like you don't get days off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get days off for practice and stuff but i mean you have to perform it's 82 games and it's 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 hard i mean it's not easy and you got to be prepared to play so that's why i always tell guys i'm like just if you can stay another year stay another year yeah no i totally understand that and what is the best time of your life i mean <laughs> you know, i'm sure you living with your roommates especially at a campus like north dakota everyone knows who the hockey team is especially like when we went there i went there a couple years ago everyone knows who the hockey players are and it's just like such a rich fan base that why would you want to give that up if you don't have to, I guess? Yeah. Especially well, now the facility like is everything. Said, it's, it's like I said, it's everyone's preference. Yeah. I mean, if 
I guess I, I didn't get drafted. So if I got drafted in the first round, they wanted me to go. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, that's what I wasn't drafted. So for me, I mean, I just stayed as long as I could and, and try to do great things in North Dakota. Yeah. But then went on to do great things in the NHL as well. Did that, you know, put something on your shoulders being not drafted and, you know, trying to prove yourself at that next level, both at North Dakota and I guess in the NHL? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, I, I, I think you have, you have to, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like when you're, you have to prove yourself every single day in the NHL. Yeah. Um, at least for me. And I remember my first game was April 18th, 1999 against the St. I was signed with LA mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was kind of, it was a really special day because I was coming in the league and I, I mean, I, you want to talk about excitement as a kid in the candy store or a toy store. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was so nervous. And I, it was just a, a, it was a dream come true. And I remember, I remember playing, we played at the uh, old forum in LA. Now it's a staple center. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were playing the St. Louis blues and you know how they stretch like on the red line yeah. during pregame warmups. Yeah. I stayed there a lot longer than I normally would. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God, Elma Guinness just skated. Oh my God. Chris Pronger just, Oh my God. Am I really here? <laughs> just taking like, it all what in. What am I doing? Best seats in the house. I'm uh, like, I'm like in warm up. I'm like Luke Robitaille. I'm like, Hey, can I, he's on my team. And I'm like, can I have your autograph? This is sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. You're the best left winger to ever play the game. Like, you know, it's like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it's a dream come true. It, it really is. I've been so fortunate in my life and I'm very grateful for everything that's happened. And I, there's not one day that I, I don't think about it and how lucky I've been. And, and it's just, it's something that, you know, I, I worked extremely hard to get to and you never think it's going to come. But when it does, it's, I mean, yeah, there's a big weight that's lifted off your shoulders, but you know, for me, it's like, I signed my contract and, you know, I had, I had to prove myself that I could be in the league because I was a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're playing against Eric Lindros and John LeClaire and, and, uh, Good Lord. <laughs> you know, and you're lining up against them and you're like, holy shit, what did your family feed you? Because I, didn't, <laughs> I, I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These guys aren't skipping meals yeah, by any means. I mean, now, well, now just getting hit by one of those guys will change your your whole mentality <laughs> on everything. You'll be like, oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, it's it was it, it was great. I mean, there's no question about it. I was very lucky and fortunate. Maybe maybe this was maybe that was your moment. What what was your like? All right, welcome to the show moment for you. When when did you know? Like, all right, obviously you see your stall and stuff your first game, but was there like I don't know? You get hit once or you just looking around and there's being 18,000 fans. What was it for you getting that first goal? Um, well, yeah, I was fortunate to score my first goal in my first game. So that's gotta be, it's not bad. Funny story is, so, you know, it's the 82nd game of the year and LA's not of the playoffs and St. Louis is moving on. They were a really good team then. And, or, you know, they, they did, they were making the playoffs and like, I didn't know, like I'm going balls to the wall, no matter what, it's my first game. I'm so excited. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I go in the corner and I just hammered Al McGinnis and I guess I'm not supposed to touch Al McGinnis kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> Found out after I went, I went out in front of the net and Rob Blake 
think of that Blake to Blake and I <laughs> scored and now McGinnis came behind me and just cross-checked me and hammered me and it's okay I mean you just yeah that's kind of when it when it was I mean when I saw my name when I walked in for the game and I saw my name my name played on there and mm-hmm. you know I was just uh, it's it's what a moment and and you know I hope you wish every kid could experience that moment but it just doesn't happen that way but that's what makes it special i guess too not not everyone gets to experience that but uh one thing you do get to experience is now sharing that experience with your with your kids and now you see them go through you know their own journey um all of them too that's that's got to be a, a the most rewarding feeling in the world yeah i mean i can't it's hard i i get pretty emotional but i can't tell you how proud i am of all my kids but yeah. you know my son last year it's a storybook year for him mm-hmm. i think it's a storybook year for anyone you know, to go to Chicago and then for the first part as a junior in high school and then come back here and win a state championship and then go back to Chicago and win the USHL championship and then and then get drafted by Carolina, which is one of, one of the best organizations in the NHL with just the greatest people and and uh, and and probably one. It's I always say that with. Um, because there's coaches that I look back, like, I'm like, God, I wish I could have played for him. Like, yeah. God, that'd be cool. And that's one guy, even before Jackson got drafted by Carolina, I always said that I wish I could have played for Rod Brennamore. He just, he, I, I have the utmost respect of him as a player because I played against him. Right. And I obviously don't know him as a coach, but, you know, you see what they've done over the years um, with him behind the bench is his players just love him. Yeah. And when, when you love your coach, you want to play even harder for him. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a storybook year for him. For him. And, and I, I'm just lucky that I was a part of it. And, and, you know, when he scored that state championship goal, it, I mean, I, yeah, I broke down. I, I've never been so proud in my life. Yeah. And it's really your own kid and, and you see him out there and, giving it, giving it his all. I mean, it, it makes, I'm proud dad. hundred percent. That's what it's all about. For people that don't know that he played uh, for Eden Prairie and that's the Minnesota state high school tournament there, which is a huge deal in in Minnesota, um, sold out 18,000 fans. Um, and then to win the USHL Clark cup, and then to be drafted, like you said, by such a great organization in Carolina. Um, and, and, Hopefully one day I play for Brendan Moore. I mean, the guy is a legend. He looks like he can still play. He's jacked. I saw a picture of him today. There's a picture of him on Twitter today, and he's unloading the the team plane. He's the head coach. He's unloading the plane. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I mean, that that speaks to who he is. I mean, wow. He. That's how he played, though. Seriously. And he and he wasn't. He. I'm. I I remember we were playing in Philadelphia once, and I think I was playing with the New York Islanders. I, I believe, but I. I was like looking back at the bench and I accidentally bumped into him at the faceoff. I wasn't playing center. Okay. And he, he <laughs> turned around, I turned around and I looked and he was looking at me and I'm like, uh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he just, that's, that's who he is. He's just, he's an intense guy, but I mean, I would have loved to play for him just the way he is, the way he treats his players. I, I have a good buddy that's in North Carolina and he's actually good friends with him and i we talk all the time and i'm always like god i wish i would have played for him yeah. i just love the way he just his demeanor about him and that's why he's so respected and i don't know it just seems like 
a terrific, terrific guy. Yeah, yeah. But for you and uh, your son, your, your family, I mean, obviously an honor to be you have your son drafted as well. And yeah, I mean, it's what, what a year. It doesn't get any better than that, though. <laughs> like it just, yeah. it well, can't. It sounds like the hardware is just going to keep coming. I mean, North Dakota <laughs> seeing that's going to be like, all right. <laughs> it's all yeah, panning well, out here. So. Yeah. Were, have you, but, were you able to, uh, speaking of North Dakota, were you able to see the new, uh, the jerseys that came out today? For I them? did. I did see them. I like them. I mean, I'm, I'm still, yeah, I do. I love them, actually. I, I like the old ones, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. The old, old ones. Hard so, to beat those. <laughs> it's hard to beat all yeah. that. We we want you know that logo back and everything, but uh, yeah, this this is a good bounce back. I will say, no because that's a pretty sweet sweater. Yeah, I hope I, I like that. those. I, I did see those. They're nice. Yep. What about a different? Different, but different's good. Speaking of, speaking of jerseys, though, what was your favorite jersey that you got to wear? Wear both at North Dakota, and then which NHL jersey was your favorite to wear? My green jersey at North Dakota. No, my black jersey. Black one? We, we had black jerseys at North Dakota. We didn't. I, I'm not. I can't remember if we wore them all the time, but um, we wore those. And my favorite NHL jersey. Um, I'm a proud Islander, um, but probably the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Yeah, such and a classic. Those, those are clean. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. both ways. But what I mean, mentioning your time with the Islanders, like, I mean, you made the all-star team in 2007, just seeing 40 big ones here in front of me on your EP page. <laughs> Can't yeah. miss that one. Yeah. Well, is there a misprint there? <laughs> I, I don't think so. What, what was that like? That, that year had to be just nuts for you. It was. I mean, it's, you know, I think everything in life, especially being an athlete, everything has to do with confidence. And, okay. you know, I think everybody's got it inside of them. But if you lack confidence, it's, it starts to, you start to struggle. And, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I just, again, things just kind of fell into place. I, the first four games we started out West and I had like one assist and I hardly had any shots on net. And I, I own it on my own and I don't blame anyone, but I just had a great coaching staff, Teddy Nolan, and had a, had a good relationship with him and, I just, he put me in a line with Yashin and Alexi Yashin and, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kozlov, uh, Victor Kozlov. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of took off and, you know, and then you start pucks, you start seeing the puck go in and things start to happen and your confidence is each, each game or each day it's building and building. And all of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it must be a good feeling in the NHL. <laughs> Can't say I've had That's that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can see it in your stats. Like you had 25 and 03 and then 22 the next year and then boom and 28, then boom, 40. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, well, I think half of it or a big part of it is, you know, the relationship with your coaches, whatever coach that is. And, you know, and, and they talk about, you know, trust and, and put you out in situations and I just made it a point to to be better defensively and I got a little bit more leeway in the offensive zone and I don't know that year was a special year um hands down I mean obviously it's one year that I can look back and say wow I mean I did it yeah, I scored forty, mm -hmm. and the funny thing is, when I scored forty, I <laughs> I look back and I said, "Shit, I could have scored 50. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you always strive for more. And I mean, I had two eight game 
goalless streaks that year. That's insane. I'm still got. And uh, that's why I say that. I don't say it to just say it. I'm yeah. like shit. The puck was just going in. It was finding me, and and I was getting to places probably where I wasn't getting in years past, and mm-hmm. or I would take a different route. And um, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a cool year. Unfortunately, we you know we made the playoffs that year, and unfortunately lost to Buffalo in the first round. It, it is yeah, tough, but is, it's still making the NHL playoffs. Compare I, one question I had for you was comparing, um, I guess, college hockey playoffs, the NCAA tournament to NHL playoffs. Um, what would be the biggest comparison, I guess, to the, to the two? Or the biggest <laughs> difference? Um, well, I mean, the playoffs from college is so long ago. I mean, playing in the playoffs in the NHL is not like playing in the regular season. Right, right. I, I would say the first the first 10 to 15 games, or maybe you could even stretch that out a little bit more because um, everybody's so excited, right? Yep. And then at the end of the year, teams are fighting for their life to get in the playoffs and the trades come and, you know, guys are coming in and guys are leaving. And, you know, and they're, you know, when you trade for guys – to make a playoff run or a playoff push or, or even a Stanley cup push. I mean, that's telling you that the organization has all faith, trust and faith that they're going to give you the best shot of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you one thing, playoffs, you cannot sleep and you are just focused and jittery the whole time. I mean, I remember playing in I played my first first year I played in LA. I played in the playoffs against Detroit. And I, I, I want to say Detroit went on and won that year. But, um, you know, with Steve Eisenman, Sergey Fedorov, <laughs> the, the, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Lost in four games. But, you know, our first legitimate chance was when I was with the Islanders. We played in the 2002 playoffs against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We took them to seven games. Um, and we had a good team. We had a really good team. And we made, we, we made some really good acquisitions with Pekka and Yasha and some other guys, Adrian Coyne. And, but it's just, it, I don't know. It's just, I tell you one thing, that's what you play for. You play to win a Stanley Cup yep. from day one. And that's your goal. And before you get there, you got to play these two games. So it, it definitely is you know, when people talk about watching playoff hockey, it's, it, it lives up to what they're saying. It's nothing beats it. Sounds like it's just a nonstop smelling salt going off. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Boys already. Oh God. Should we, uh, go into a little speed round? Yeah, here, let's, James? Do, let's do a little speed round. So quick, quick, uh, quick question, quick answer kind of thing here for a couple of questions. And then, uh, we'll do our, uh, endorphin sponsored question. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's rip it. All right. So I got to know, just first things first, the double numbers. Looking at your jerseys back over the years, 55, 33. What was it about repping a double number that you just loved? It makes you look bigger. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I guess that's true. You do stick out. I didn't. You know, the funny thing is I wore five in college. And when I got to the NHL, I just, I had 11. And that's the number they gave me. And And then when I got to New York, there was like, when I got traded in New York, there was like two numbers available and I don't even know what they were. They were like 20. I don't even know. I can't remember, but I was like, Ugh. so I asked the trainer, I said, can I wear 55? Cause I wore five pretty much my whole life. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, he looked at me and he said, you gotta go talk to the GM. <laughs> I was like, seriously? 
So then I was like squeezing my butt cheeks the whole way down to freaking talk to Mike Milbury, which I had a phenomenal relationship with as well. And I walked in there and I, I said, Mike, can I ask, can I talk to you? And he goes, yep. And he goes, what's up? And I said, would you mind if I wore 55? He's like, nope, not at all. So I walked back down. I see, I said, I said, he said, yes. <laughs> looked at me. They're like, seriously? And I said, yeah, you can call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Like, like, it's just such a big deal. Like 55, huh? All right. Well, yeah, I mean, because... You know, bigger numbers. I mean, now guys wear, you know, 88, 89, 91, yeah. 97. But back then, guys didn't really wear that. So, I mean, it was kind of a big deal. You started a trend. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when he said that, I walked out of the office and I, his secretary, she was the greatest lady ever. She really took care of us. And uh, I walked out of there and I was like sprinting down the hallway, like fist pumping at the whole time. Like he said, yes. <laughs> But the, but I wish I could have took a picture of the trainer's face because I think when I asked him and he said he had to go lock down the mic, I, I'm pretty sure he said, not a chance. Because yeah. <laughs> when I came back, I said, he said yes. And they're like, looked at me with this funny face. And I'm like, no, he really said yes. You can ask him. <laughs> no, stitch it on. Let's go. <laughs> stitch it on. That is awesome. Uh, glad I asked about fa- that. Favorite, uh, favorite uh, rink you played at, in the NH- both in college and in the NHL? My favorite rink was, well, I mean, I'm not going to say my home rink. Yeah, yeah. But I, that is my favorite rink of all time. That's my favorite rink of all time, my whole career. Um, Probably, well, it had to be a certain game. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, So certain probably atmosphere. playing in Toronto when we played Montreal or playing Toronto in Montreal, I mean... The, the just the atmosphere the environment the i mean it was just unbelievable um or playing the uh, coliseum was awesome it was great too especially when you play the rangers or you play oh, i guess can't imagine you know when you play those <laughs> special rivalries yeah that's when you, that's when the rink explodes more than just playing someone else yeah, I mean yeah. now, now who is it? The Islanders and the Rangers will be playing. Uh, Islanders well, got a new rink. I gotta take that back. Actually, my favorite <laughs> rink in the NHL was probably playing in Pittsburgh at old, at the old rink, Mellon Arena. Okay, I never experienced yeah. that one. I never seen that. Playing one, against but... Crosby and Malkin, and I actually played against Marlon, but I always had success in that rink. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That, yeah, wherever you have success, probably is going to be a favorite. Yeah. For you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I'll take that one. What about what's your favorite goal that you've scored? Is there one that stands out by chance? Um, oh geez, I gotta think. So many, I know it's tough. Um, well, there was a goal in, when I scored in Pittsburgh that I, that was kind of that was kind of cool, I guess. Um, and there was a goal. Well, the goal I scored in Toronto against Pittsburgh was probably one of my favorite goals. I did that. I did a little, I don't know. You'd have, I, it's hard for me to explain, but you'd have to, I scored two goals in 19 seconds or something back in the day. And my first goal was probably one of my, probably one of my best goals. Um, but, or if I were going to say any goal, it'd be my spinorama against New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm excited to dig all these up, throw a little <laughs> clip together. So that's all I needed out of that. Thank that's you. All I needed. <laughs> Appreciate um, that. What about uh, what, what about your say? thoughts like on fighting in college hockey? We try to like encourage it. At, it seems with every <laughs> guest that we have here, just you know, can we bring that back? You know, 
because that's what fans want to see. You get get asses in seats again. And uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? How do we bring back fighting in college hockey? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. So no, no well, bringing back. Ma- it's hard because they have masks on. Yeah, you have so, to take everything off. I mean, what are you going to do? Hit them with your bare hand? And it doesn't. To me, that doesn't sound like very much fun. No, you'd have to take the helmets off and it's just yeah, or go insurance liability will never happen. But like I'm just saying when North Dakota, who was it the other week that they got in a scrum with? What team was that? Denver. Denver, I mean, the place is going nuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I'm see. Sure. Yeah. Well, fans love that. Yep. Yep. It, it changes the the momentum or dynamic of the game. Basically the momentum. I mean, if things aren't going well, you gotta stir something up to get the guys going. Exactly. And there's a uh, there's a few cheap hits in that one. Like I think uh, Carter Savoy probably doesn't come across the middle with an elbow if he's going to get jumped after. Yeah, you know? like it just <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. I don't think it would have definitely uh, is is used to protect players in the league now and always has been, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting point. But I don't think it'll ever yeah come about in college. Stupid hockey. question, Connor. God damn. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask. Let's get all the speed run here. One last question from me, and then Connor, you can ask the endurance question. But we do want to touch on uh, being part of Team USA in the, at the Winter Olympics. Um, talk about that experience and what that means to you. That's that's honestly an honor. Another dream that every kid dreams of, for sure. Yeah, when you represent your, when you get a chance to represent your country, I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, obviously, I didn't win a Stanley Cup, and I got to play in the playoffs quite a few times. But, um, you know, that probably trumps a lot of the things that I was – Luckily, luckily enough to do in my career and I was fortunate to make the 0405 World Cup and it's pretty much similar to the to the Olympics same guys same yeah um and I remember going to the World Cup and all these guys that you look up to that you are in awe of are right there right in the locker room with you and when I got to play when I was named to the Olympic team um it was just another dream come true i mean that's a i think people don't you know we we as athletes i mean you get thrown a lot of things and you know we all we all have dreams too of you know winning a stanley cup and 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 doing all these great things but when you get a chance to represent your country at the highest international level um it's, I mean, it, it, it was one of the best 10 days of my life. Um, you know, I, I got to hang out or do things with guys that, you know, you play, play against and throughout the year. And, and these guys have, have been in the league for a long time and they've done special things like Mike Madonna and Brett Hall and Keith Kachuk and Chris Chelios. And these are guys that you just, you watched and you're like, holy crap, I'm in the same locker room as those guys. And, and, you know, you just try to learn from them and, and, you know, watch them. Yeah. I'm- it was, it was awesome. I mean, we were in Torino, Italy. We didn't fare too well that year, but still being a part of something like that and representing your country, nothing. I mean, very, very proud and, and fortunate to be able to, to do that was, was, was just awesome. I can only I can only imagine. I mean, it yeah. looks like you went with a couple of your teammates as well, DP at the time, and uh, Mark Parrish, which is our home guy from Bloomington Jefferson here. But that had to be cool too, as well, just going with those guys. Yeah, it was good. I mean, Ricky was a good buddy of mine on the team, and uh, you know, he got to play most of the games then. And and I actually have a picture in my office of him and I, kind of headbutting, you know, at the final game, and and uh, you know, when you get to 
to do something like that and you get to do with your some of your teammates. Um, and I had other guys playing on different teams, you know, Russia, Sweden and stuff and um, playing against them. It's, I mean, it's, it's a dream come true. I mean, like I said before we started really talking, I've been so fortunate and lucky and there's not a day that goes by how, you know, how grateful I am to, to get to do something like play hockey for a job, a career. And it's just, it was awesome. Yeah. I, th- I mean, dream. Yeah. Your answer <laughs> sums up, especially in Italy too. My God, like uh, we, we stopped talking about it, but like, I just want to go vacation there and then you got to play hockey there for 10 days yeah, representing I, the country. Well, it was, you know, there's things that, you know, when you watch the Olympics on, on TV, like there's things that we wanted to do on our days off and, you know, we didn't, one thing that would have been really cool is to, to watch downhill skiing. I'm not a, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a skier, but I think it'd be super cool, but you know, it's two sure. hours away. So we pretty much hung out at the village basically the whole time with family and friends and, and this and that. And, you know, the one day we went to the USA house and I mean, I never got to meet him until that, that day. And Wayne Gretzky, his brother and another guy and, and his father came in and I, I got a chance to meet Wayne Gretzky and take a picture with him and him holding actually Jackson um, as like a two or three year old. So, I mean, just super cool things. And, you know, hockey is hockey gives you so much in life and, you know, but what you put into it, that's what you get out of it. And I was just so fortunate, you know, it was my life for such a long time. It still is, but just at a different capacity. And I was just so fortunate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I remember when Wayne, so Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> last game of his whole career was the day that my first game, April 18th, 1999. That's so cool, and, man. <laughs> I mean, it was just, he's the greatest player to ever, you know, yeah, and yeah. when I got to meet him, I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> And he held up Jackson. I mean, no wonder Jackson has a scoring touch now. Touched yeah, by Wayne. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> just black. Yeah, he's doing he's doing pretty good. Yep. Yeah. No, okay. Hey, we're 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 pumped to work with with uh, Jackson, and uh, we'll definitely reach out to him, and um, especially at North Dakota next year. But uh, yeah, they'll. Yeah. I mean, they'll be good next year as well. Hopefully, every year. <laughs> yeah, every they rebuild, they reload. But one question we got to ask: well, we'll just of, we'll just have a bunch of transfers coming. Yeah, that's fair. exactly the portal. Sit out of here. We'll just say no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully Sanderson sticks around. We were talking to yeah, well, that kid. Is that defenseman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's insane. Oh my gosh! In Nashville, I was watching when I was at the game. I was. I didn't even know. Like, I was. I didn't. I don't know a lot of the. I don't know hardly any of the players. Actually, yeah. I don't know any of them. Right. I mm. mean, I know the coaching staff really well, and and but. I'm like, this 26 is unbelievable. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Then I'm like, is that Jeff Sanderson's kid? You know, the guy I played in the NHL. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this kid is sick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's leading the team in points now as a defenseman. Yeah. The yeah. sophomore. I don't think he's going to be staying. Just flying. Unless yeah. a championship's promised next year, which could be as well. He's, a great, he's a great player. Yep. No, yeah. very fun to watch. Good for the game, and obviously North Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> they'll have plenty more like them. But one question we got to ask, it's our Endorphin sponsored question. So we ask all of our guests that we have on. So a quick plug, go to Endorphin.com, use promo code ECH or Pucks in Deep, get yourself 10% off your first order. Uh, but the Endorphin question is, you know, 
as somebody with probably the best pedigree we've had on. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, what is your advice for for our young listeners out there that are trying to you know just make it onto a college hockey roster, get to that next level, have the kind of success that you've had? What advice would you give them? Well, it's funny you ask that because I always say whatever you put into something, that's what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play college hockey, if you want to play high school hockey, um, it's it's all about hard work. It's not easy, but it's it's definitely rewarding at the end of the day. And never, never, if never take no as an answer. Always strive every day to be the best player you could be, the best person you can be, and good things happen to good people. So like if that. you dream it and you work hard for that dream, it will come. I mean, or or another thing is if you build it, it'll come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Build your teammates around you. But I mean, yeah, hard work. Basically, pucks in deep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're. I mean, that's that's your, your story is great. Um, you beat you beat cancer as well, and I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. But I mean, you're truly an inspiration to us and many hockey fans. Um, but you know, for you to put those words out there, and that's great advice for all kids. But if you want to talk on your story and beating cancer as well, um, by all means, you have the floor to do that. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I was just, uh, I was diagnosed in 2007 at training camp in Toronto. And mm-hmm. it obviously, that was probably one of the toughest years of my life and my career after signing a, you know, a five-year deal with Toronto and coming into a new city. It, it was tough. It was, I, it, it's probably the one year I wish I could take back because, you know, we had a great coach, Paul Maurice. Um, we had great guys on our team, great players, Hall of Fame players, Matt Sundin. And, you know, for me, it was just, it was just a terrible year in general. Yeah. And obviously when you get something like that, that shakes or rocks your world a little bit, it, it takes a toll on you and not knowing or not knowing what's going to happen next or, you know, that's, that's about it. I'm still fighting it. I've, I've been doing it since 2007 and I'll have it for the rest of my life. And I, I take a pill every day and, hope for the best yeah and that's that's yeah. a chilling story right there but uh no man a prayers to you and I'm, I'm glad you had the career you still had you know after that too it's yeah. truly inspiring i mean that's uh something not everyone so, could say <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it was tough i mean i lost 10 12 pounds in the first two weeks after taking my medicine that's and then i got the Toronto media saying well you don't look strong on the puck <laughs> <laughs> No shit. No shit. <laughs> like, you want to see a strong backhand, buddy? Just get, no, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and that's after the forty goal year too. I mean, that's yeah. God. It was tough. I mean, it was it was tough. I mean, if I could, I, I loved every place I I played. No question about it. I mean, Anaheim. I got to play with. I mean, Ryan Gaslop just got a thousand point last night. One of the greatest. Yeah, my God. guys I've ever played with. I got to play with a lot of lot of great people or a lot of great players, but not only great players, they're great people. And and I got a chance to play with Tim Musilani and Saku Koivu. That's who I played on a line with basically the whole time I was in Anaheim. But you know, you look back and the one thing that there's no regret. That's the one thing. I I I, I wish I would have stayed in New York. It was my home and but you can't go back. You can only go forward. And I, like I said, very fortunate to to play as long as I did and, and to do the things that I got to do. And it, it was, I'll never forget it. 
That is it. Just yeah. chilling. I'm chilling <laughs> right now. But uh, well, I mean, like you said, like you can't look back, and you left everything on the ice. I mean, that's what everybody can tell from you know watching you over the years. Like, I mean, shit, you did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> and yeah, I you, mean, guys are, you guys are making me blush. <laughs> well, it's, it's. I'm gonna have to get off the phone and start watching highlight tapes again and send them to Jackson. See, this is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, no, it, we'll, we'll give you some ammo because uh, I always do a little outro song too with. Uh, the highlight tapes of whoever we got on. And uh, I got at least 40 goals to pick from in 2006, 2007. So uh, <laughs> there's there's quite a few to stack on there. But yeah, I mean, we, Jason, we really appreciate your time tonight. This has been awesome. Maybe we'll have you back on once uh, Jackson, you know, suits up for Nodak there, starts lighting them up just like you did back in the day. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, but just, we'll give you the ECH bump, whatever that does. <laughs> whatever that that's, does awesome. that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, anytime guys, any, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. But, uh, honestly, you know, we've had, we've had, uh, many great college players on the podcast, you know, Kale McCarr, one of the, uh, in my opinion, the best defenseman in the NHL, but now, uh, Jason Blake, a guy that not only is, you know, battled cancer in the NHL, but still battling it, still battling it, but scored 40 goals too in the NHL in one season, one year. played yeah. for team USA. He's lived so many hockey dreams that we as, you know, Minnesota kids could only dream of. So, um, but it's what a guy too. I mean, just the advice he shared on this, on this podcast and his time in college back when he played in the late 1990s and, you know, all, all the way. I mean, he played in the NHL to the, till 2012 so that's he played six years battling through cancer yeah didn't slow down i mean like the media besides are like i mean you're not looking so strong in the puck that's that, that all i can pick like the guy <laughs> still got after it for six more years uh i mean had a great and, and like you said in, earlier in the pod you got to earn every day in the nhl and both exactly. in the nhl and in college if you want to play i mean every day counts so yeah that um, line i mean saku koivu and timu salani like they're not just gonna <laughs> throw you on that line if you're if you're not getting it done, you know. <laughs> so yeah, what a what a story from him and starting with, uh, starting with Fair State. Shout out Fair State. Yeah, getting them going there. I didn't know that he's apparently nasty at golf. We got to go get whooped he by would him at some just point. Kill me on the line. Yeah. There's no way I'm going golf from that guy. Easily <laughs> be embarrassed. From Ferris to North Dakota, Dean Blaze. I mean, just legendary coach. Shout out right there. Yeah, uh, went in a natty with them, and it sounds like uh, just from like reading articles, he's saying too, like their best team was probably his senior year junior year yeah his first year it's a sophomore year technically with yeah, them. yeah yeah they go on that run and it's like yeah any hot team can win mm -hmm. you know like some most people probably wouldn't have predicted umass to win it all last year at the start but the chemistry Boom. you could tell they had it and took off they it's just found a way goaltending yeah. yeah whatever it is and like yeah just finding that magic with your team no matter what you, you remember that for the rest of your life so like yep. i i love that story and just the college and just, experience for the rest exactly. of your life and that's obviously him being from North Dakota helps, but you know, he, I guarantee you, no one. Nodak also just, they have a good, I mean, it's like some guys obviously are going to leave early no matter what. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like he, draft pick, but they keep guys too. I mean, like look at Kawaguchi, Pinto staying a couple extra years. Yeah. I think no one should just take your college years for granted though, because those, even if you don't win a national championship, those are the best years of your life, especially when you're with yeah. the boys. So, um, but all, all in all, great podcast from Jason Blake there. Um, an honor for us, huge honor to have him on the Absolutely. podcast. And now his son, Jackson, uh, playing for Chicago this season. Maybe going to win the second Clark Cup in a row. Won the state championship for Eden Prairie oh my God. Um, in our home just state. Just get out of his way. Just you know, drafted by the Hurricanes, him. yeah. Um, all in all, though, I mean, God, I'm... I'm, I mean, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say right now. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole time I really didn't. Like, I, I was just like, give him the mic. Just let him talk because his story is unbelievable. And like, like you know, we've talked about like how, how many people can play in a professional sport after having cancer 
and just and play and continue doing play the NHL. For he still had 25 goals after that. Like what? Yeah, play in the NHL for that long too. I mean, his first game was what do you say, 1999? Yeah, that's played a good until story. 2012. <laughs> He's on the red line just stretching out and just like holy shit, <laughs> I'm playing with these guys. I think <laughs> yeah. that's the moment. We you know we had uh, uh, a colleague of ours now. You know, Brunovich make his debut last night. I'm sure it's the same thing for him. But looking around and having all these guys um, that want to stand in a club with the Blues and just the fan base, everything. It's it's yeah, so cool. It's the dream. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, what a what a what a honor to have Captain America, which is Jason Blake, on the podcast yes, here. Yes, sir. Guess what? We got another one for you. This is a Nodak twofer. We got just the best, heavy Nodak. Just heavy Nodak for. I mean, there's so many Nodak fans. We're dropping this on the day this. of the. Jer- they're wearing the jerseys on Friday, correct? We don't know yet. I think they're coming for they the better. Gophers. They're coming for the Gophers next week and probably. Well, because the dogs aren't a big test, huh? Wow. Okay, no, this are, has this been such a, a long though. transition. So we got <laughs> the best college hockey reporter in the biz. I'll say it. We got Brad Elliott Sloshman right now. Here you go. Now we welcome on a very special guest. We got college hockey reporter for the Grand Forks Herald, just an elite NCHC hockey mind, James. Yes. We got Brad Elliott Schlossman. Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Fired up. I mean, long time coming on here. We're, uh, I mean, you're one of our closest insider friends, I'll say, yeah. of our team member, Dan Jackson. Uh, so I just want to, you know, credit Dan for getting you on the pod here. And is he your favorite uh, UMD fan? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Probably. Yeah, he's, uh, he's always fun to chat with. He's got good perspective. And uh, he sometimes he has some good food recommendations. So that's, that's really what's Ooh. important is when I go to a new town, I need the food recommendations. <laughs> That is clutch. Yeah, I, I guess I got to hit him up for more food tips, too. But I, I was going to ask you about just, you know, you seem like an elite food guy, too, because there's a lot of pictures with you. I mean, you're interviewing coaches while with like a piece of pizza in your hand. Like, is that just like the go to just always munching? Well, so this what happened there was they had a bunch of pizzas um, in the media room and th- they would do this on days where there were like double headers of women's hockey followed by men's hockey. Ah, so okay. like all the staff members, uh, wouldn't be able to leave for dinner between the games. So they would get dinner and they would, they wouldn't care if I came down and had pizza. Okay. So that was like before the game, right? Between games, yep, you come right. down after the game and there's still pizza sitting there. It's not eaten. <laughs> so you're waiting for the coach to come out for interviews and, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to grab a piece of pizza. So I started eating the piece of pizza and then all of a sudden the coach walks out right as I take like the first bite. I'm like, you're not going to stop to ditch the pizza. Like this is a perfectly good pizza. I'm not going to just like start eating it while I'm interviewing them. So I just, you know, hold the pizza and, uh, Dave Haxtell is so dialed in on game days. He's so focused. I'm not sure he even noticed I was holding a pizza, uh, while I was interviewing him. I mean, that's just, yeah, keeping it professional. He's just locked and loaded. I mean, he would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just guys and dudes. <laughs> yeah. I, so I definitely respect that. But just, I mean, what's it like uh, covering college hockey this mm. year compared to last year? Like, is it just so much? I mean, you've been doing it for a long time, but just like getting back into the swing of things with, you know, packed barns and everything, going to uh, Nashville with the team there. Like, what's it all been like kind of getting back into normal college hockey covering? Yeah, last year I thought like in December when we went to the pod, um, you know, we, we that was the first time we were really doing the Zoom interviews. You know, we, we they, they had yeah. some like the media day leading up to it was on Zoom, and then that was like our first post game Zoom interviews, and everyone was just so excited that 
they were playing. Mm. Like I've, it's like right. it's such a unique situation. I don't think I'll ever cover something like the pod again. And both in the sense that the pod itself is a crazy idea that just <laughs> happened to be work and be awesome from my perspective. I rolled out of bed and walked across the street and watched great college hockey games all day. And then I went to bed and did it again. Like, I mean, it's, it doesn't yeah. get better than that. Not um, but it, it was, it's probably the only time like it, when, um, when coaches lose, there's so much pressure on the coaches and things get really intense. And that was the one time where the coaches had just so much perspective. We just had a a, a tough year. Uh, You know, a lot of people lost people they were close with to the pandemic. Um, And, you know, just the fact that they were able to play games, uh, you know, everyone just was so happy that they were playing. And so the Zooms, right. like it was this new novelty and it was kind of cool. <laughs> and everyone, you know, people were zooming in from all over the country because nobody was playing. And so it, it was kind of, uh, I thought a lot of guys had fun with it. Now, by February, everyone hated Zoom. Everyone was <laughs> done with it. It was like, you could tell the players were done with Zoom. You For weren't sure. getting anything interesting. It was a weird year in the sense that I wasn't around the team all year. Mm. I hardly got, this was the team I had the least amount of feel for that I've ever covered because I was never Mm. around them. I was never, uh, you you know, there after the games, there during the week. Like you just don't, you you know, luckily North Dakota had a team where they were like all seniors. So I, Mm. I knew the guys pretty well by that point, or they were a very veteran team, I should say, but you know, I, you just didn't get a lot of the vibes of the team. And now that's back. Now you're around the team. Uh, the guys don't have to zoom anymore, which I think <clears throat> the media members couldn't stand by the end. The players couldn't stand. <laughs> we all hated Zoom, but, <laughs> yep. um, you know, now it's, it's going much back to uh, normal. I think everyone's really grateful for that. Um, and that's just from a media perspective, of course, having fans in the games is, is great. And, and again, in the pod, it was just awesome that they were playing hockey. I don't think anyone cared. There weren't fans. It was right. like, oh yeah. my gosh, the, the season is going to happen. This is happening. This is great. Who cares if there's no fans? Um, by the end of the year, it was like, it'd be really nice to have fans <laughs> here after a goal. You <laughs> just know? a couple. Like, yeah. So uh, it's great to have it back to normal. Yeah, yeah, we we strongly agree. I think we can all agree that we all hate Zoom. I mean, we had our oh problems with Zoom. We lost so many Zooms last year. We did a lot of them, but like there's some we just lost yeah. through technology. We just weren't whatever. good at it to start with. It is all, all of it. I mean, we lost Kale McCarr's Zoom, so it doesn't get worse than that. But yeah. uh, Scotty P. Scotty P lost another. Yeah, yeah. it's just tough. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like you said, you know, last year is, is luckily you knew the, the seniors and stuff like that. This year, though, you got some new faces, freshmen and some transfers. Talk about, you know, how, how do you go about learning um, who they are and how they're going to fit into that, that, that North Dakota team now, especially the transfers. Yeah. Uh, for, for, from a writer's perspective, I've got 14 guys I haven't written about. And right. So it's like a gold mine for me. I've, <laughs> I've got all these stories. I've never told any of these stories before. Uh, so it, it's, it's been fun. Um, you know, again, if this were last year, it'd be really tough to get to know them because you know, you're just not around them. Uh, that's, that's changed. Now I'm around them. I'm starting to get to know them a little bit. Um, certain guys, you know, I know a little bit better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, UND has a goalie transfer. Zach Driscoll came in from Bemidji state. I know Zach Driscoll, yeah, that's our guy. He, he plays a ton of pickleball. 
Yeah. No. So, really. And I play, <laughs> I play a lot in the summer too. So like I had played pickleball with him like 50 times before the season started. So I know, I feel like I know him pretty well, better than some of the, even the veterans. Are you beating um, him in pickleball? That's the question. What's that? Who wins in pickleball? You or Zach Driscoll? Yeah. Singles or doubles? <laughs> singles. <laughs> Single singles, uh, he doesn't stand much of a chance. Oh, uh, okay. The, the, the doubles, doubles. He's a pretty good doubles player. I'm doubles when he can lie. spread it out a little I'm bit more. I'm confident that I can, you know, that I'm going to win. But if I'm being realistic, he's really good at doubles. So uh, less ground he's got to cover. Only reflexes. Yeah, yeah. Hands. yeah, yeah. That's true. I saw him uh, before Weatherby left. He was playing with Weatherby this summer. Um, yeah, tough to tough to lose with an NHL player on your team. Just an athlete, I should say. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I love Jersey. I went to school with him at Bemidji State, and he was there while I was there, oh, yeah. so worked with him. But uh, yeah, great kid, and uh, a huge piece for North Dakota. Just been in the locker room. You got to thank just a really good kid. So um, who else, other than Driscoll, um, or you know, or transfers and, and freshmen that surprised you this year the most? I, I, honestly, I think all the transfers so far yeah. have been a little bit of a, a, a pleasant surprise for UNT. Like you just don't know how they're gonna transfer you know you saw some other guys that have come from uh different leagues come into the nchc and just struggle like uh the, the, you know the, there are some examples of these guys that came yeah uh, from atlantic teams that went to hockey east you know that were top scorers in the atlantic and couldn't score a goal uh you know goalies that just couldn't play at that level and so you're like well these guys were really good players mm-hmm. and you think they're going to be good, but you just don't know. And they've probably been better than I thought they'd be. And I thought they were going to be pretty good. Like, I think they got the the great guys. Um, you know, Connor Ford is a 200 foot guy. Uh, he's a guy that can be a really effective player, even if he doesn't have a point. Mm-hmm. Um, Calder is 13 points already, seven yeah. goals. You know, I mean, not bad. I mean, he did well at Lake State too. So you knew he was going to yeah. produce. Didn't he score in the tourney too? I want to say I think he did. Year. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he was there one goal in the tourney. He had the hat trick in the championship game of the WCHA. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, uh, you know, he he's been really good. And then you know, even you know, Chris Jandrick, I think he's better than I thought he would be. You just yep. don't know what mm-hmm. he he's legit top four D on this team. Um, the, another guy that's been really surprising is Brady Ferner. He played at RPI. I, you know, he probably started out, you know, you're thinking he's the seven, eight guy here and mm. he's already established himself as the number five. Like he's really been solid. I, I, I did not see Brady Ferner playing as well as he has. And then of course, Zach Driscoll's played every minute and goal for him. So mm. uh, the transfers, yeah. all five of them, I, I think have been hits. And then off the ice, I think they've really fit in. Mm. I think that's the other part that they've, you know, really hit a, a home run. And if you look at some of these guys, they were leaders at their past programs and character guys. And so I, I think that's been mm-hmm. an important part in them having success early too. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, North Dakota being an ideal destination for every player or college hockey fan even. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you got to think, you know, Barry had anyone he wanted at this, at this, you know, <laughs> portal free agency, if you want to call it that. Um, but it, it looks like he chose very carefully and he's, he's done a good job of choosing the right guy so far. Well, yeah, compared yeah, to I, I think so. I, they've all they've all contributed. Um, they've been consistent players. I I almost think that this is going to make coaches um, potentially use the portal more next year. Or I, I hope more kind of. Yeah. If if 
if these guys come in and really struggle, I think coaches say, oh, okay. I mean, they got even some of the best players uh, uh, from the WCHA and they struggled. I don't know if uh, this is the right method. But when they come in and totally, you know, change what kind of team they are for, for the better, I think teams got to say, wow, look what those guys did for North Dakota. Mm. We, we maybe got to leave a spot next year for someone that you know, I, it could change so the whole game is interesting yeah. i mean for us even being college hockey insiders ourselves it was almost tough to follow in a way just everyone moving places schools. 300 <laughs> it, was, players it was so many i was like all right going back and forth in the year you really got to study and uh and then and then after that see if it works out for them so um, yeah and not every i mean i would say north dakota is probably do, like one of the best with how many transfers they had yeah i could look at like boston college right now struggling with a lot of big time transfer signings like it's not easy to, you know, make that work. They're kids Notre, too. Notre Dame's doing pretty NHL well guys, with our guys. Yeah. Free agency, but yeah. Yeah. And like senior transfers too. Right. So like guys right. that are used to a lot of playing time. Like you said, like that guy was a big at RPI, but now you have to go to North Dakota mm-hmm. and be, <laughs> try to fight for a spot. Like it's not easy to, you know, fit in. So yeah, I mean, kudos to them, but we got to talk about one of your most recent tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love all the stats that you put out, but oh, yeah. um, I mean, Jake <clears> Sanderson <throat> this year has been a monster. No doubt about it. But you tweeted, could he be the best college hockey player in, in college hockey? Do you, do you stand by that? What are we thinking? I mean, I, I haven't seen anyone better yet. Uh, I, okay. you know, I'll have to watch Michigan more yeah. to see some of their guys. But, um, you know, I, you know I, I've covered UND for like 17 years. And, you know, he very well may be the best player I've seen at UND. And Ooh. and I covered Taves and Oshie here, so Ooh, yeah. okay, um, okay. He, he's he's he can take over games. You know, he did it again Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's I, he's got everything in his game. He, yeah, de- defensively, he For can sure. close off guys on the rush. He can play such a tight gap because his skating is so good. Um, his uh, offensively, when he gets in the zone and gets, he he can create space. I think that's a, something that separates some guys that can create their own space, and he does it. Um, he's incredibly deceptive. He, he, you never know what he's going to do with the puck. You know, so, sometimes you know he'll fake like he's going on the outside, and mm-hmm. he'll cut back in. Sometimes he'll fake inside and go out. So you know, like beat you so many just, different ways. Yeah, yeah. He's there's he's, no there's no tendencies. That, right. That's what that's I, I watch him every game, and I have no idea when he gets the puck and he starts moving left. If he's going to shift back right or go, you know, like he's, he does so many tiny little deceptive things to get guys out of lanes and throw guys off balance. He's got great vision. His shot has improved this year, I think, quite a bit. Um, you know, he's, uh, in North Dakota's lucky he came back this year. I mean, he's a, a rare talent to have. And, um, you know, essentially UND fans are watching what it looks like to have an NHL player dropped into college hockey. Yeah. I mean, Ottawa's just licking their chops right now. You got to think <laughs> another, one. Um, yeah. yeah. JBD just got called up the other day, texted him. Um, so yeah, I mean, Ottawa's got so many prospects, but you got to think like as far as winning the Hobie, this guy's NHL ready. The last guys that have won the Hobie other than Scotty P who also just got called up, shout out to him. Um, oh but all those guys have jumped into an NHL role right away. You saw Caulfield last year in the playoffs, Kale McCarr before that too. I mean, this guy's he's going to tear it up in the show even. like Yeah, I think right away. Well, he's already, like just looking at his stats, he's already at, matched his point total from last season. Yeah. We're 11 games in. Like, that's you know nuts. What I think is interesting is, you know, he's kind of taken the Makar path. Like, yeah. a lot of, if you look at guys 
who have been drafted in the top five or even the top 10, mm-hmm. go back to like 2006. How many of them stayed draft year plus two? None. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I mean, I was thinking like we, we interviewed Turcotte. He stayed one year at Wisconsin. Um, but yeah. Caulfield, I'm glad he stayed for that extra year. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you the answer to that one off the top of my head. I mean, yeah. I, I want to say the last guy that did it before Makar, you're probably looking at Kyle Oposo, who ended up leaving at Christmas anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't think cut. of that. That's yeah. a deep cut. Yeah, he's cutting <laughs> deep, man. It's, it's late. I'm not cutting that deep. Because oh. the guys who were top 10 that stayed two years, they all came in before their draft year. Like, yeah. uh, Warinsky was there before his draft year, and like Hannafin was before his draft year, I believe. Yeah, I was just thinking um, like Kent Johnson we had on last week, but I mean he got drafted like this year, you know, yeah. like exactly. And yeah. so, so like it, it's what McCarr did was something that nobody had really done in ten years. Yeah, and look at how it worked out for him. It was great. Like I, I think he not only did it help his development, I think he loved that second year at UMass. I, I think, um, and, and sure. now it's almost like to me. Uh, he's starting a new trend yeah. and everyone's saying, wow, did that work out really well for him? He developed great. And, and usually a lot of these NHL fans, they're, they're like, we want our prospects now, now sign them, sign them, sign them. And what was really weird to me is when Sanderson came back, the Sens fans were all like, yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted to they do realize this. And I smart. think that is the Kale McCarr effect. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think, you know, when when we had him on, he, he couldn't stop talking about how much he loved UMass and the atmosphere there and just going to college. You only get college once in your life, you know, so yeah, right. I think he, yeah, he's definitely a, a leader in that sense. And well, just the amount of confidence well. you get playing that extra year. I mean, he absolutely dominated. Yeah, but I mean, he just kept reflecting on that just, time and how crucial that was for his development, both as a player and just a just a just a growing man like he's, uh you know, right. Yeah, I mean, and donated to their locker room and everything afterwards. Yep, it, I mean, it, it he's a UMass guy off. through and through. Made people around him better. Got yep. Leno getting called up. And then same thing. I know Cock is a little different, but he stayed. He stayed, and that built the brand for Wisconsin a lot bigger because he stayed last year because all the eyes are on yeah. him. So, I mean, that's it's huge for college hockey. Um, another big part of winning the Hobie, though, is um, your personality and who you are off the ice. You know Jake a lot better than we do. Um, how is he off the ice as a, just a person? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's... Uh, that's only going to help this Hobie candidate, yeah. uh, candidacy. Um, I, I, he's a, you know, Reese Gaber put it uh, well. I thought uh, Saturday night when I asked him about Jake, and he he said he's a, he's a really humble guy. He knows that he can take over a game, but he never acts like it. Kind of off mm-hmm. the ice. Um, yeah, all the guys really gravitated to him right away last year, which I you know. Uh, I found super interesting and uh, I think it's cause, you know, he, he wasn't coming in and looking to, you know, be the big man on campus. He just wanted to be another uh, kid going to college with his friends and his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just happens to be better at hockey than almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely won over uh, everyone in the locker room. It doesn't matter who you ask that's surrounded uh, with the program. They're all going to tell you the same things about Jake. Yeah. No, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, now, now his whole yeah, more this year. Yeah. I don't know who, I, who this might be tough for you, but who who would you put in that that hat trick, the, the top three for Hobie this year, if you had to choose now with him, the other two guys? Oh boy, I know um, it's tough. You know, it's on the spot, but I, I think he's the best player in the NCHC. 
Um, again, I, I, I need to watch Michigan more than I have. To That's see fair. Who is the guy there? Is it, is it Kent Johnson? Probably. He's probably the guy right now. Um, yeah, definitely most know, points so far. Owen Powers, like right there too. Maybe he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nearest has been know. hot lately. And he's got like seven goals in his last four games. Yeah. Who's that? Matty Veneers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's heating yeah, up. I mean, he could be that. And, you know, maybe those guys end up splitting votes too if some of them are close like they are now. Mm-hmm, if they're, if no one emerges as like, okay, well, this is the Michigan guy. Yeah. Um, maybe they split votes to, you know, um, out east. Uh, trying to think offhand off the top of my head. Uh, one guy's really jumping. I mean, Bobby Trevino. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah it I don't not. know. That's a tough question. I put, I mean, I guess my vote would be Benares. He's just so fun to watch. But yes. uh, well, you know who else is having a great year that is is going to end up right up potentially up there. I think is Nathan Smith from Minnesota State. Yep. Yeah, yeah, showed up last pick. year in the tournament and he's, he's going doing like again every game, this year. It seems yeah, like yep. like even when they lost to Ferris State, he just went coast to coast out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like All right. that was quite a quite a goal. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he ready. Play. I, I I would expect uh, he's not he's the real deal. His points aren't going to drop off. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to go to here? Do you want to? Stay? Well, I want to talk about just like the gauntlet for, as far as schedules for North Dakota coming mm. up here. I mean, three straight huge weekends. Uh, so you got UMD, then Minnesota. I'll be at Minnesota. Then St. Cloud State. Then you get CC in between, and then I think it's Cornell. Like, and then it just restarts again. Like, would you say this is the hardest schedule in college hockey? <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> I mean, because it seems like it. Just reading that, like, yeah, good lord. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the. the I think the NCHC is uh, better than average, which is, I mean, sure. <laughs> not saying something. Yeah. Um, you know, you just look at, uh, I think there's six teams in the league that are like legit NCAA tournament caliber teams. I agree, um, for sure. I, I, I don't, it's crazy to me that one of those teams is going to be six place team. Just wild. <laughs> um, and then for North Dakota, you throw on their non-conference, they played Edgy State who I think is better Legit. than the 20th ranked team in the country. They, they Thank you. Uh, have Thank almost you. <laughs> all those guys back from their uh, tournament squad. Minus uh, Driscoll. The only reason yeah. they're ranked low is because their record doesn't look great now because they opened with Duluth in North Dakota. Right. Uh, they've yeah. like, lost once since then. They're going to be good. And those are one goal um, games. Just yeah. make <laughs> remind people out there. <laughs> and then, then they've, they've played Quinnipiac, who I think is the best team out east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they, they were legit. They were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Dakota managed to sneak a win out of there. Quinnipiac is really good. Yep. Um, Tyus Milanic, Oliver Chow, another transfer that's just lighting it up for them too. Like yeah. They're, yeah. They're, the yeah. Weekend, I, I thought Zach Metza on the back end was really, really good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I know he had the big points, and I was curious to see him play. He he can really play. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're just loaded. I mean, you could go down the list. They have so many guys like Bon Giovanni. We didn't even mention. Um, yep. You know, it's it's a really loaded team. Um, and then they play, like you said, Cornell, and then they play Minnesota. So like, <laughs> not only do you have that really really tough gauntlet in the NCHC. But then every uh, non-conference. I mean, they loaded up in non-conference this year, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a grind. Yeah, but they win those games. I mean, they're you're a lock for just pairwise. You know, you're yeah, in that that's one what seed. I, yeah. That's what I tried to tell some of the UND fans. We were talking about that Cornell week, and they, they split. 
like I, I don't think people realize how valuable that split's going to be for North Dakota at the end of the year. Yep. Because Quinnipiac's going to be legit top four. And, you know, to get a win out of there on the road, it's going to end up being a very beneficial weekend as a yeah. whole. For yeah. It doesn't hurt you. I'll say that for sure. It does not hurt losing on the road to them. So, yeah, I don't see Quinnipiac losing to, I mean, outside of Cornell in the ECAC. I think they got the ECAC. I mean, it's early, but I they Clarkson's up there. Clarkson's but, look good, too. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I still like Harvard, too. But yeah, Harvard had a tough week. But other than but there's one weekend still right there. But I'd, I'd pick Quinnipiac, obviously, this the number one right now and then cornell just a little bit behind them <clears throat> i think they jumped in they i mean they put up 11 against rpi mm-hmm. <laughs> on yeah. saturday so i think that's what just rocketed them to the top 10 this week yep but yeah i mean that just that schedule is crazy to me um sh- i mean should we get into uh the minnesota rivalry that's one thing that yeah we i think we want to let's, let's quickly flash back to last year and in north dakota kind of getting their fans back at the end of the season and then that crazy duluth game um just talk about how what it meant to, to, to you and just, I guess, the team to have fans and kind of a home ice advantage in that in that sense at the end there. Well, I mean, it was definitely strange because they, they played the pod. Mm-hmm. There were, they played 10 games there. Not a single fan was there. Um, then right after that, they went and played at CC. Mm-hmm. Not a single fan was in there. By, by the way, that CC building, it was so desolate. It was like awkward. <laughs> like there weren't even like staffers like in the building. I remember like walking up to it. Just like echoes. Um, and it was like the parking lot was covered in snow. There was like a fresh snow. I, and it was like just a perfect blanket of snow. I, and if you've ever been there, there's a massive parking lot right in front of the arena at world arena. Mm. So I walk in, the, the lights are all off. They didn't even turn on the concourse lights. Um, Is there even a Zamboni driver? <laughs> I think there was. Um, Thank you know, God. Maybe they made the, Maybe they had like. Uh, yeah. He no, does I, it all. I, I get in there, go walk back to my hotel. The next day, I walk back there, and it's uh, you know the perfect uh, sheet of snow still there. And I realized there are just two sets of footprints going in there and they were mine from the last day. Like, it's like so eerie, like not a single person walked across that entire parking lot except for me. So it was like so desolate. And then they go to Denver. Um, Denver had like four people there, like their athletic director was there. And I remember like Denver scored a goal and I heard someone clapping to my right. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what what's going on? Like, I, That was the first time I had heard anyone clap after a goal the entire year. We're in like game 13 and I was so confused. Yeah. Um, so now all of a sudden you go from not, even, not a single fan all year. And then they came home and there were like 3,000, which was 25% of the realm. Yeah. Um, maybe, I, they didn't even sell it out, actually. It, it might have been like 2,500. But um it felt like 12,000 after not hearing a single person cheer. It was so awkward, like seeing people <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. stands. It was so weird. So, um, you know, I'm sure they loved it. I, you know, that they hosted the conference tournament and when Gavin Haynes scored the overtime goal, crazy. uh, you could hear I, it. Yeah, you like even the TV, TV yeah. like it was like, Oh, like the Ralph's back. The Ralph's like that, back. Like it, <laughs> That's it, kind it of sounded it felt, sold out. Right? Like it was like, energy is in the building like that was the first time you really felt like a you know you can feel the energy of big games and and big moments like you could feel that even though there weren't that many people there they were so loud Mm -hmm. um it was uh so you know i i think that was definitely memorable for the players to uh for all teams and we're talking some of these teams 
hadn't really played in front of fans because a lot of, you know, UND and Omaha yeah. had fans. Yep. Um, Duluth might have had like a few. They, they Theirs like, was even less. I think um, they did like family. So yeah. Some of these teams like basically didn't play in front of fans except for maybe like one or two games all year. Mm-hmm. Miami didn't. Western didn't. Yeah. Um, St. Cloud, I don't Family, think I think only, yeah. Yeah, I think just... Yeah. Yeah, family, close friends, like yeah. whatever. But yep. yeah, so, I mean, just kind of depressing until you get to that big but, tournament, and then um, at Fargo too, obviously a good presence there. But talk about that four overtime game. I mean, like reporters got to get cramps too, right? You were just it, it, it was sweating five. it out. It was five, it was five. five. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sorry. What are you? An idiot sandwich. Don't get it wrong. Can't and forget. That's funny, so <laughs> I I ran over to the. It, you know, the, they don't have like a normal press box there. So you just run into the bathrooms uh, <laughs> where all the fans are. And, um, you know, like uh, there was a guy who was like, I cannot believe this game is going into the fourth overtime. And someone's like, dude, it's the fifth. <laughs> I don't remember. And like people are all, had all, there was like an argument about how many overtimes we were in because there were so many people forgot. See, I feel um, that now. That's on me. It is late. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with that guy. And watching that game too, you're just like, how is this still going? There's goals called back. Like I thought Duluth had won it. I turned my phone off for a second. I'm getting calls like it's still going. I was like, F you. No, it's not. <laughs> and then you're back in. It's another overtime, another overtime. I mean, like everybody else was asleep, but crazy hockey fans like us, yeah. like it was yeah. just great to watch. I mean, I, I generally work at those hours, like all the time. <laughs> so like, it was like completely normal for me. Everyone's like, oh, were you tired? I'm like, no, I'm up that late every day. So I, it wasn't, it wasn't in. anything weird. Um, you know, like the first overtime, the first 10 minutes of the first overtime, UND was just all over Duluth. It yeah. was like chance after chance after chance. Um, it kind of evened out after that. There, there were some chances at the start of the second, and it felt like by mid-second, it was like, okay, this might go for a while. <laughs> Both teams were settling in. Nobody, everyone was doing every little, they, they were going to get every puck deep. They were going to chip every puck out of the zone that they had a chance. Nobody was going to, everyone was going to keep that third forward high. Like, Mm. nobody wanted to make the mistake and honestly like from the mid second to like the mid fourth there weren't that many scoring chances like it it wasn't like you could feel it coming like you could (laughs) almost kind of be like i mean this this could go a while you know there's a scoring chance once every like five minutes yeah i mean it might not even be great a's so uh, you know, you could yeah. tell it might take a while. Just a slugfest. Even yeah. the one that went in, I didn't think it was going in. It's just like, <laughs> there's just no good scoring. The guys were just gassed. Yeah, I was definitely worried when uh, Fanti got put in. What was it the fourth overtime? Oh, yeah, the third? left because of cramps. I've never seen yeah. him in my life. I mean, at that point, I was like, he's coming in cold. All right, we're, <laughs> we're probably done here. I mean, kudos to him, stood tall, got the job done. But I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. I got, as a UMD fan, I was just like, shaking at that point <laughs> but also just like yeah tired as all hell but, too yeah but uh now game? we're into this year yeah north Jump dakota back. probably hardest schedule in in college hockey and it's packed and it's great to see it back at the ralph i mean i'm I'm pumped to go there uh next week so next week we're going uh yeah i'm like i'm going it's go for sue you can't or sorry north dakota yeah yeah <laughs> the go, fighting hogs uh, go for fighting hawks you can't obviously. you can't miss it that's must watch yeah yeah let's talk about the rivalry over your time covering you know und gophers <laughs> Is it still the number one rival that North Dakota has? Is that like what fans want to beat, you know, if they see them? 
Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. Good. They, they can say what <laughs> if someone says it's not, they're lying. Yeah. Like, it's it's still their biggest rival. They they can sell more tickets at a higher price for that one than anything else. It'll mm-hmm. be going for more money on the secondary market. Um, it's you know, there's no opponent UND fans want to beat more than Minnesota, and there's no opponent Minnesota fans want to beat more than UND. Yeah. Like it's Fair. it is. Yeah. Uh, that's uh just good for everybody you know, involved it's like, you know it's like, i think it's the best rivalry in college hockey not just between those two teams but yeah opinion, you know, historically I, I will say this though it it is different with them not being in the same league like yeah. it, it isn't yeah. quite the same as it used to be like they, they used to play at each place you, and, and the other thing is is i think everyone had such a familiarity with each other's teams because they would play True. in grand forks they would play and Mariucci, yep. they would probably meet at the final five. Mm-hmm. You know who? You know at a couple times they met, and then Minnesota was always on TV. So like, there's such a familiarity, and it's almost like with the Big Ten, kind of. You know, they haven't had a national champion yet. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah, they, they, they haven't been as prominent as I think people thought. And the NCHC has been really good that I think a lot of UND fans have put so much energy into the NCHC and they're watching other NCHC games now and they have NCHC TV. So if they're going to watch another game, maybe they log on and stream another league game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, True. the Gophers aren't even always on uh, FSN anymore. There right. might, might be a big 10 network, which some people don't get. And I, I, there just isn't quite that familiarity um, as there used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's different. I, I, it's still the yeah. biggest rivalry, no question, but it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Is it, yeah. Like you don't see that. I mean, even now, like we have to get big 10 plus yeah. to watch them go for games. Like it's just, you know, not what it used to be. You turn it on or like there'd be fights. I mean, like there's rivalries because guys have been going at each other like one exactly. series bring it back to the next mm-hmm, team mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, a we definitely bit more. missed the old WCHA. That's for sure. Yeah. I guess that, that brings up my next question. Who is the next college hockey team to come to D1 that's going to be like, wow, you know, is it an Illinois Big Ten team that's going to have the fan base right away and the recruits? Or who else do you think could could jump in the mix? Well, you know, Illinois was getting real close yeah. when the pandemic hit. I, I think if there's no pandemic, I think Illinois has a team. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, so that really set them back. Uh, can they figure it out? I, I think so. And, and that's one team. If you look at the number of uh, college hockey players from each state, Illinois is like top five. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's not a single yeah. team in Illinois. A lot of talent yeah, like, in that market. Things, things are set up for if they have a team for them to be real successful right away. Kind of like Penn State. Like you yeah. can sense Penn State has an ability to be really good really fast. And mm-hmm. I think Illinois, uh, if they start a team, they could be real good real fast. You got to think any Big Ten. I mean, yeah. even Iowa, Northwestern, they got football. They got good basketball teams. You got the money. Like, the money's there. I don't I don't know. You got to well, think. I wanted to ask about, I mean, a team that is coming close to, you know, where you're covering, Augustana. What do you, how do you think they're going to start out? What's that fan base going to be like? How, how long until they're, you know, a pressing team, up-and-coming team? 
Well, I think the big thing for them is they have, they already have their arena situation figured out. Like yeah. That's it's huge. Yeah. a huge hurdle. Like, how long did it take Arizona State? St. <laughs> um, Thomas, we, they, we they still know. haven't figured that out. And yeah. I think if Augustana can get that jump on St. Thomas and have that done and everything, that could be a big deal. Um, their athletic director was at UND for a number of years. Uh, he was a UND grad. Mm. Um, he's so he's seen it from the inside on how how uh, things work mm. here. Um, you know, they just had a contingent up at the Ralph a couple weeks ago that was doing a walkthrough on uh, Ralph Ingolstadt Arena and trying to learn all the amenities that <laughs> you need they to be have. Here. Yeah. Which was which I smart. loved because they went to the press box and asked the press people, like, <laughs> "What do you like about this?" So I was, you know, able to say, "Make sure you have a bunch of outlets, <laughs> you uh, like snacks, uh, you please, for the bathroom in the press box. Uh, you know, make sure True. you build it bigger than you think you need to because you're going to have staff people. You're going to have, you know, like mm-hmm. so. It, uh, they're, they're and they were they were writing everything down. So like I, I think they're. Uh, they're all have in. a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, no, it's yeah. important. You walk into the Ralph, and it's like heaven for college hockey fans. I mean, and even right. even like even by the locker rooms and stuff, it's just all so well done and so thought out. It's 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 nicer than a lot of NHL rinks. I'll say it like yeah. it's, it's that yeah. nice. When so. you need something to draw people to South Dakota, I mean, like North Dakota, obviously not like yeah. a, you know. A but that would be the big that would be the big ticket there. Everybody I mean, wants not, to play there. Not much else there as far as sports, yeah. and so that's going to be huge for them as well. You got to think. Right. Yeah, I I love that, and just another state. With yeah. college hockey, it's like, great. Check that one off. We're gonna keep moving down the list. I mean, Texas. I want everybody. To have what What team. do you think about? Will there be a rivalry between North Dakota and Augustana? Will that Will that immerse? It's got to be. You got to think. You know, we'll see. I mean, um, North Dakota has a lot of rivals that have built over, uh, you know, sixty years of play. Yeah, it's true. You know, they've, it's true. They've true. been playing. Uh, just look at the league. Uh, Denver, CC, Duluth, uh, some of these for teams years, they've been yeah. playing for decades and decades and decades. They've got Minnesota and Wisconsin kind of, yeah. uh, even though they're not in the same league, mm-hmm. there's a lot of history there. there. So, <laughs> yeah. um, they, they need to get in some prominent games with St. Cloud State or sorry, with, uh, Augustana. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably need a few things to happen that spark the rivalry, uh, you know, if there's some controversy or something like that, that maybe the fans will all of a sudden get into it and they, they won't like each other and it'll get going. But it, it's it's going to take time if, yeah. if there is one, um, just because North Dakota has so many other rivalries right now. Right. Yeah, it takes are, a lot to get their attention kind of thing. Well, they won't be in the same conference either. So, like, exactly. yeah, that's going to be, yeah. That's part of it, too. So, you like, it's the same thing as Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They're longtime rivals with tons of history, but there also is that little element where they don't play every year. They're not fighting for conference points. Yep. Again, let me make sure I point out, Minnesota <laughs> is, without a doubt, even these biggest rivals. Yep. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. You know, so... Uh, take it with a grain of salt but it, yeah i think being in the same league's a big deal yeah I'm i mean that might it. make it into our pod clips i'm glad that you you said it again just let us <laughs> i'm so pumped for next weekend but, uh, this weekend we're, we're making a trip we're making a video for the university of michigan so we'll be in michigan this weekend they play notre dame um but north dakota next weekend i mean the following weekend's gonna be huge yeah what other what other barns do you think we got to make it to as, as college hockey fans to shoot a video whatever it may be oh man what's been your favorite I place mean, to go to I think the thing I love about college hockey, uh, uh, 
venues is to me it's like baseball in the sense mm-hmm. like if you go to like you don't you go to NHL and NBA like they're all the same kind yes of. like they, they have to be kind of bit, yeah they're, they're all the same yeah. like baseball what makes baseball venues great is they're so different mm-hmm. and that's what college hockey is like it's a great the venues are they and they each have their own charm to me like you know they're they're all different but they each have their own charm i'll say one that i went to that i was like surprised and had a ton of fun going there was vermont and gutterson and the city there burlington is awesome Mm -hmm. like i didn't realize burlington was so great like the downtown area is super cool um you know, they have a street where they don't allow traffic on and there's mm-hmm. just shops and restaurants and bars and everything. It's just, uh, I, I, that was one that surprised me. Uh, I went to, uh, Maine in 2010 and they played, uh, at Maine. Um, yeah, fun. and yeah. I was told that the crowd there was one of the largest crowds they had had because fans were excited North Dakota was coming out there. So I don't know what it is on every weekend, but that weekend was awesome. That barn was super unique. I loved it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to get um, there. So for those sure were too. two of my, uh, two like super unique Must college go. hockey okay. style. Yeah. Um, I like those picks. Those are, those are great picks. Now man's yeah. getting some renovations as well. I mean, yeah, we got to make it out to both of those schools for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Maine's just a young, hungry team. Ben Barr, new head coach, got to get out, see our guy. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, why not? Catamounts, they're coming. They got Patrick Sharp. <laughs> Give him a couple of years, they can get back. Oh, but. they've they've got some. They, they've really recruited well. Yeah, I mean, I, if you look at like the number of like draft prospects that they've got, um, True. Vermont. They're I'm a young not team. talking Vermont now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, you're good, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> Vermont has recruited well. Uh, ben Barr, I, I, you know. He, he's had like 18 guys commit since like mid July. So <laughs> he's oh, totally God. changing over that roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I haven't gone through and done a deep dive <laughs> on the, the players, but I, I do know that, um, you know, uh, Woodcroft was a, a respected scout with Winnipeg. And I think, you know, his talents and spotting, uh, uh what he's hockey doing. players talents yeah. is benefiting Vermont. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, they got, uh, Who's I mean probably the best player right now is Laganov from UMass, the transfer guy. I wonder mm-hmm. if like he had any role in getting him over there. I mean that's a guy I didn't probably. Think, I didn't think they'd part with him. Obviously I thought they'd have a roster spot, but yeah, after winning it all. But I mean like yeah, they got a lot of names and they just got to put it together. I mm-hmm. think, what are they only like a couple wins right now? Yeah, look, look at it together. It's gonna take a it's few gonna years. Take, yeah, like, yeah. You just can't For overhaul sure. a call. You know maybe maybe you can with the transfer portal. It's maybe a little easier, but you know it's it's tough. You know. It, I remember talking to Mike Havland at CC uh, as he was trying to rebuild CC. Um, I think it was like at that point, like everyone was committing 15 year olds Mm -hmm. and he was like, (laughs) okay, well my first commits will be here in three years. (laughs) Well, you know, now all of a sudden you're three years in, you still don't have your guys. Now I think, you know, recruiting, you know, teams are picking off more, some older players and stuff, but still like, um, yeah. it's a waiting game you know, sometimes it, you know it, 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 it was back you know four years ago and now, now maybe you, you can do it a little quicker but yeah yeah that's the hope should we uh jump into the speed run we've had him on yeah well i was just gonna do the endorphin question for sure let's get an endorphin question so 
This is our sponsor, Endurofin. Go to Endurofin.com. Use promo code ECH for 10% off. Or, or pucks in deep. Or pucks in deep, our yep. favorite words to say. Um, but, you know, we ask this for everybody. It's a little different for you because you're, you know, you're a reporter. You've been in the trenches now. But he knows. He knows. He's 15, a- 20 years, whatever it's been. <laughs> what What is your advice to, you know, young aspiring writers out there that are listening to our podcast? Like, you know, what got you into doing what you do? Why do you love it? And what should their, you know, mindset want to be if they want to cover hockey or any sport? Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, number one, um, obviously you show up and work hard. It sounds like really dumb, boring, basic That's advice, true. right? But yeah. you'd be surprised at the, you know, we've had people come through, uh, our department and, um, not everyone puts forth the, the <laughs> same effort or even reliability. You know, I think that's where it starts just, um, you know, show up for work when you're at, when you come there. I think the other thing I would say is read what other, what other people write in, in read it analytically, find out like, how did they build this story? Like what's the, um, what's the lead? Like what's the, the nut graph, which is where you have all the facts in like, how did they mix in their quotes? What did they do with their quotes? Like, well, why did they choose this one? Like I, I would say, read a lot, see what other writers are, are doing. That's how I learned to this day. I'm still reading all sorts yeah. of writers who are a million times more talented than me. And I try to pick up things from them and learn from them and uh, figure out why they're so much better than me and what I can do to, to you know, raise my level a little bit. So I think that's the other thing. And, and you know, ask questions, too. Mm. If you are unsure, sure. it, you know, I, I think if you ask a, a journalist who's out there, they would be very happy to. Uh, sit down and give you some advice. My experience has been positive with people I've asked to uh, help me out with certain stories. I think that's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, that's taking me back. I was a washed up journalist student (laughs) uh, back in the day, but just what you said, like analyze how they put together their story. Like what's their angle? Why did they use those certain quotes? That's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a really good point because it's a lot, a lot harder than what people think. So I'll say that. Yeah. Like it's what, what what verbs are they using? Yeah. Um, how do they structure it? There's uh, when you when you read a story that you really like, why did you like it? What made it good? Like what made you want to keep reading? How how did they build it? You know. So I right. that that's sort of what I do to try to find ways to improve. I love that. That's very good advice. That's good answer. That's good advice for all of us. I mean, just yeah. anything you yeah. do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And my, my other one that I think is a good piece of advice, uh, no matter what, is never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are people who, some writers who think like they're, they're mm-hmm. you know. They got it. <laughs> they got it. They, they think they got it. Um, the, the second you're not trying to learn, someone else is passing you up. Yep. Um, you, you're, you can always be better. Uh, if you're not... Um, you know, Gary Smith or, uh, trying to think of some, you know, writers that I really like. There's, there's a, a guy who covers baseball. That's unbelievable. He's on TV now. Um, I I'm like it on the wild writer too. What am I? Russo. Russo. I love Russo. Russo. Yeah. You know, Russo's really good. I, you know, like, yeah. Exactly. Unless you're like super elite and, and you know why Russo's good too? Cause Russo, Russo still tries to get better. Like he's, he's one of those guys who will tell you that he can improve in writing. Mm. And that's why he's so good. Cause he's constantly getting better. He's a um, grinder. Yeah. He, and he's a grinder. The yeah. guy works. I mean, 
I don't know if he sleeps. He's an, he's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> he's another breed. Well, it doesn't sound like you sleep either. The five overtimes, you're like, yep, just settling in. <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah. <laughs> just another... Can't wait to stay up till three tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the Patrick Star meme, like, oh boy, 4 a.m., ready to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it takes a special, like, talent to to do what you do, mm-hmm. like cover games, I mean, every weekend. I mean, how many how many articles have you posted over your career like do you know the total number at this point oh no idea no <laughs> punch my name and then try to figure it out it's uh it's been a lot i i, I know i've the one number i know because it just came up recently was that i've done now over 500 games in a row i haven't missed a und game congrats since, man that's a uh, october a 2009 wow was the last time they played a game that i was not at so that is nuts um that's that's a lot of games in a row. <laughs> I was uh, pumped that the streak survived the the start of the pandemic. Anyway, I don't think it's over yet, and I'm still, you know, trying to make sure I I don't get sidelined for ten days. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. But, uh, yeah. Hey, congrats on five hundred, though. That is yeah. unreal. I mean, you you've definitely earned it's it. A lot of pucks in deep. Yeah, so <laughs> many deep. A lot of stories in deep. A lot of just uh, yeah. Um, that's crazy. Hopefully, I mean, it sounds like we're for sure going to see you then uh, at uh, at the Ralph. Then <laughs> the streak's not going to be broken. That? We're going to see you at Ralph Angelstad next in, next week in a couple of weeks. Well, I, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if not, then something went terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know with life, right? Yeah, so that's I, true. I'm, every true time that. I'm able to make it, uh, I'm grateful for that. So 100. percent Let's let's yeah. get a speed round in really quick here and then wrap it up. All right. All right, so we, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna throw in. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the pod, but we just throw in a bunch of sound animations. Gonna make it sound intense. So put yourself in that kind of mind space <laughs> now, and then we'll go in. So all right, let's say shout out to the cannon. Besides Jake Sanderson, who's the top player that you've covered? Jonathan Taves. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's a good answer. That's a, okay. that's a tough one to be. <laughs> let's. What about what's the best team that you've covered? 2015-16 North Dakota team barely edges out 2010-11. Okay. The 2010-11 team was loaded and didn't win a national title. Yeah. They, they showed up. They were the best team in the country, but 15-16 was... That was it. They were, they were something else. Uh, favorite North Dakota jersey of all time that you've, since you've covered? Jersey? Yeah. What's your favorite jersey? Oh, man. I mean... Oh... Sorry, it's a tough one. <laughs> Off the top of my head, just because it's fresh in my mind, I thought the ones they wore in Nashville were awesome. You like them? Those like, are they sweet. They the old school North Dakota all green. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their black jerseys they had that were all black, like they yeah. wore one in 06, 07. That was pretty that was cool, sweet. too. Yeah, yeah. That was like, my favorite, I think, of all time, the old 607 one. But yeah. yeah. I hope they yeah. wear those greens more. Like, obviously, it didn't work that game, but those are nasty. It's like, not the Jays. Are they yeah, keeping them, or are they, is that just one and done for that game, the Nashville game? That was one and done, and it, you know they're playing in Vegas next year, uh, and you know, I'll guarantee yeah. you they'll have one ready for that one. <laughs> we got to go to that one. We got to go to Vegas for that one. That's, yeah, that's a must. Um, at least on, what about the best city like for food that you've been into? Ooh, good question. Oxford, Ohio. I was just there. I could eat there for days. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> okay, give, yeah, give there's, us. There's no. I, I, that, that trip, I get so excited for. <laughs> just for the it's, food. Okay. What? It's what about okay give us like a, the best restaurant oxford ohio where, where you're like i that you've stopped it sounds like you've hit multiple spots there <laughs> if you had to pick one skyline 
Skyline chili. Skyline chili. Oh, you're going for the chili. Oh, Just God. <laughs> I don't know if I can do Skyline chili, man. But I, I have to now. Uh, I have to. I asked for it. I, guess I stepped in it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I By the way, if you're looking for places to go, Oxford, Ohio is awesome. So, great right. spot. Okay. We got to check it out. I mean, yeah, we're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. Uh, where does North Dakota finish this year? Ooh. When's their last, is it the championship? When's their last game? Are we talking nationally or conference wise? Nationally. Like, you know, how far is North Dakota going this year? Let's say, I'm going to say they're going to the Frozen Four this year. I love it. I, 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 I picked go. them to miss the Frozen Four last year. And Old. Good call. They did. Yeah. Last year's team was better than this year's team. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, sometimes. It's not how it works. Yeah. It, this is how it works. So I'm going to say. Hey man, this when, team just for some reason makes a run at the end that people don't expect. Well, I watched Driscoll for a few years, and when he gets hot, he gets really hot. And uh, that could be the difference maker, as everyone knows, in the, in the tournament especially. You have a hot goalie. That, yeah. He's got four games. So, What about where does Bradbury rank uh, when it's all said and done for the top head coaches at, at UND? Or just college hockey in general, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. When he retires? Yeah. Yep. When he, whenever that is. Yeah, whenever <laughs> I don't that see is. that coming in <laughs> Um, I'm going to say he, it's, oh man. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> speed round yeah. hits you. <laughs> speed round? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a very slow It can be like round. a top three, top yeah. five. It doesn't have to be number, like whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll say Gino Gasparini won. Gino, and, and here's my reasoning. Gino Gasparini took over the program when it was struggling. Mm-hmm. Like they had struggled for like, a decade almost and boom he turned it around they won three national titles within like eight years of him taking it over and i think that's what launched the program into the trajectory it is today brad berry took over an absolutely loaded team from dave haxtall so a little bit different situation i think brad berry probably uh i'll say he ends up uh, as north dakota's uh and the Mount Rushmore rankings number two <laughs> behind Gino because just what Gino did in turning the program into yeah, what it is absolutely. today, uh, it's tough, impossible to top. No, I agree with that. I think that's really good reasoning. And then Dave Haxtell on the Mount Rushmore too. Love Dave. Right oh, yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, he, he just, he was here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think Brad Berry's here for longer. Dean Blaze was here for 10 years. I think Brad Berry ends up being here for longer than both those guys. Yeah. Uh, but I think True. Dave Haxtell is an elite coach and uh, kept the, obviously, I mean, look, he's coached two NHL teams now, but um, you know, he, they were great every year um, and made a lot of the frozen fours. So uh, I think he was really good as well. And he wasn't thrown off by the pizza. I mean, that's just... <laughs> he wasn't. He's focused. He's a hockey guy. <laughs> he's dialed in. Tied all back. <laughs> dialed he's... in. What about... I mean, we might have already talked about I got, it. I got one question quick. I, You're going to interrupt me? No, right, just cool. go. Well, best thing to get at the Rel for food. I mean, we've, we've tried hot dogs at multiple different arenas and stuff, but what's Ooh, the true. number one thing okay. to get in the concessions at the Rel? All right, good question. We can't, do, we can't do the hot dogs. They have too many <laughs> unique foods. Um, okay, okay. I'm going to say they have like... They, they just put... Oh, the um the Bavarian almonds, I gotta say, because <laughs> when you when you walk into the Ralph, there's a distinct smell mm. that you know it's game night at the Ralph. Yep. And because the Bavarian almonds <laughs> give this smell off when you come in the, the thing. So I think like, I love it. that just has to be like the 
the classic, right? Like, Ugh, there's better shit. foods, but like, what do you think of when you come to the Ralph? You think of the bigger, those bigger almonds. almonds. All right, that, that, that's another quote right there. We could be using. Yeah, you must have a really good nose. Just be able to smell like, like very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the night. Like, yeah. if you walk when when you walk into the Ralph, you'll smell it. Trust yeah. me. Like, well, it, now I'm now gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna be thinking. Yeah, they, they, they just started selling candles that smell like it for people who have like moved away and want to have a game night smell <laughs> i mean that's that's next level dedication right i there. love it wow yeah. the preparing all i mean i kind of want to end on that but i have to still ask one more you gotta, question. you gotta ask one more it. question okay. um we might have already talked about it, like i said what's like the best game of all time that you've covered like in your mind the one game one game but let's say besides overtime the five overtime game since we already talked about that yep um if that was it i don't know best game uh, I, I mean that I, that was a very compelling high stakes mm. uh, was it the best game i've seen yeah nah, uh, yeah, nah, it wasn't the, yeah true true but like yeah. atmosphere play wise you know it's got to be one where meaning of the game everything got the w i'm guessing too yeah, yeah. so it, i have this in my head because I, i'm gonna have a, a piece that kind of reflects on it from because it's 10 years but Ooh. one one game that stands out again i don't know if it was the best game but north dakota played minnesota in the final five in 2012 mm-hmm. and uh minnesota was up three zero and they were hammering north dakota like shots on goal were 21 to four or something <laughs> at the midway point in the game yeah and all of a sudden, like Derek Forbort scores a goal. That I've never seen a game that was so lopsided, completely turn, mm. and be so lopsided the other way mid game. I've never covered a game at any level that was like that one. Mm. Um, and somehow, for some re- weird reason, that <laughs> game completely turned, and UND scored six in a row. Um, and the other thing that I remember from that team was that they were so banged up. They didn't have enough guys to fill their lineup. Like they had like a walk on defenseman playing forward, like this freshman <laughs> defenseman, they picked up like a month before the season because they didn't have any more bodies. So I thought that was like, that's one like super improbable game where um, on any given night, when you go to the rink, you just don't know what crazy thing you might see. Mm-hmm. And that right. was a crazy game. Uh, you know, the NCAA tournament games, there's high stakes and those right. are, obviously the bigger games but sometimes i i have an appreciation for the fact that you can go to the the rink on a november mm. night on a friday night and see something you've never seen before and those that's that makes those stick it fun. out when you walk into the rink every friday and saturday and you have no idea what you're about to see you might see something you've never seen before yeah. so uh, i think i have a little appreciation for some of those games even if they aren't as high stakes. I love that. I mean, you might know what you're expecting to smell if you're walking into the Ralph, but <laughs> you, don't. you don't know you what's do. going to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Like, I love that. Two weeks ago on a Friday night, I saw Wisconsin scoring their own goal after the delayed penalty. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to see. That was the first time I've ever yeah. seen that in my life. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think that's the beauty of college hockey is, uh, yeah, you just, uh, you, you, you have an idea of what you think you're going to see, but hmm. um, sometimes you, you see things that are uh, crazy and, you know, there have been several of those this this season. Yeah, right. Western Michigan rallying from down five zero to win. I mean, it's just, against Colgate, yeah, that game was nuts. You never know what you're gonna see. Don't yep. don't leave early. You might miss something fun at the end. So yep, that's um, the best part. Even if your team's down five zero, 
<laughs> so true. No, that's, that's a great way to put it. But oh, uh, poor Colgate fans listening to this, just like God, we just can't <laughs> escape this one. Um, no, Brad, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to talk with us and sharing your your yeah, great sure. insight on college hockey in, in North Dakota. Um, excited to meet you in person two weeks here. But uh, as for the rest of the season, we'll we'll, we'll be in touch and um, yeah, we'll have to have you back on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We didn't even get through all of our questions here. I mean, yeah, we could talk burdens. forever with you. <laughs> we're burdened some yeah, midnight I earlier. Too much. <laughs> no, but it's it's all it's all good Us stuff too. though. It's 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 gonna have people at the end of their seats uh, for this podcast. So yeah, um, but yeah, like Connor said, we will have you back on for sure. As North Dakota will most likely be an attorney this year, so we'll, we'll have you back yeah. on. But uh, as for now, I'll well, thank you. Yeah, we're giving you the bump. Yeah, whatever that does for for writing, it's got to do something. It's got to do you something. Know? The ECH bump is there. Yeah, you you officially have Outstanding. it. Outstanding. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Put Toronto back in front. Blake on Clevenson. Spin, shoot, score! Wow! Went to the Marty St. Louis School of Shootouts. Comes in and then the old Blakorian spin around. We saw the Zuber spin around and now the Blake spin around. That was in behind. Justin now the shot from the point doesn't make it through. And Blake picks up a stick on the way. What a nice lane off Blake still with it. In front of the net. Backpedal. The one of the phase out with a lead from one of the 50%. Peter White takes the shot. Who's got Jason Blake score. The 20th goal of the season for a red hot Jason Blake. Ties this game in 2-2. Here's Dominic Moore looking for another one. Blake again scores. You know you're in trouble when they're still announcing one goal. And the next one goes in. Toronto has the lead. I almost think you have to call a timeout here, don't you, Jim? Walking in, Jason Blake. Then it was got away down the left. Rock time scores. Jason Blake visits it to nothing, Toronto. He drops it back down to Moore. In front, Blake scores a beautiful goal. Jason Blake for his second of the game as well. Leads 4 nothing. Coming across the net again. The Rio. Oh, the twist and turn. And the wraparound on the backhand. And Jason Blake makes it look like one of the skills competition efforts. They gotta love this one. This is showing an awful lot of confidence, isn't it? Oh, what, a, what a goal. They all turn around and he completely fools the goaltender McDonald.